Yo, my name is Roddy Roddy Piper, and you're listening to Below the Belt, because when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're better. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. for another episode of btb below the belt show we're celebrating our anniversary all month in september and we had to assemble the ogs for this special panel of below the belt show i'm your host al soto aka celebrity soda your host with the most guys and i am excited to bring back these original g's on btb Let's go. Should we introduce in um, in uh, in seniority on BTV? Yeah, that's right, guys. He is the one and only, the Rookie Monster. Rookie Monster, good to have you back oh. on. <laughs> good to have you back on BTV. It's been a minute, man. Yep, I'm still awake. <laughs> okay, and next, of course, <laughs> that's right, guys. He is the king of the '80s. The demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Yeah, do not adjust your podcast. Do not adjust your device. This is not 2001. <laughs> this is the original Bad Boys of Baltimore. Yes. Reunited once yes. again. Yes. Here's the band has all been on the same screen or the same location on the same show. It's been a long time. Wow, it has been a long time. And last, but certainly not least, guys, he is the voice of MCW. He is Mr. Wrestling. He is the one and the only Chunk Shady, Sean Cradle. What's going on? I'm the baby of this group. I can't believe it. Sean, it's it's good to have you back on. The baby and the oldest one. Yeah, 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 how's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, it's good to have you back on BTV. Sean, I know you've you've been on the show periodically. Rookie, it's been a huge minute since you've been on BTV Airwaves. Um, what can I say? I, I'm a family man, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably was our last old school um, BTV show that he was on. Yes. It I might have been like five been. years ago. Oh, it, it was right before WrestleMania something or other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so BTB's been a long time, and a lot of our newer listeners 
uh, might not know how B2B started. Of course, B2B has evolved over the years. That's where I'm going, Chachi. Um, but I wanted to just go around and talk about how B2B got started and how you joined. So, um, so I guess I'll start with myself. Um, you know, it's crazy because, um, a guy named Corey approached me, um, about doing a below the belt show, a wrestling show, strictly wrestling talk, hardcore wrestling talk at, at the time, a budding technology of internet radio at onairsports.com. <laughs> and, uh, and what year was that? Uh, I believe it was 2000. So this it is was us. 2000, right. It was September of 2000. So that's why we're here. It's amazing. Do you know how many years that is? You know, you can do the math. 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> so we started so, when we were five years old. Dude, precisely, dude. Yeah. We were kids, man. We babies. <laughs> so after Corey asked me to join, um, we just started to add, add more and more co-hosts and, and production help on Below the Belt Show. Um, Corey ended up leaving for reasons that are not uh, mentionable, I guess. Um, and then uh, I took over as the, as the main producer and host of the show and assembled an incredible panel that's been there. And that was about, what, like a year later? Uh, about, yeah, about the, the, the panel has evolved, you know. Members, uh, I joined you know, in 2000 in December. Yeah, members okay. coming and going. So you, you joined a so, few months after it started. So let's go and talk with Rookie. Yeah, yeah right. Rookie, you joined. Um, and uh, I believe you were a friend or a, a family friend of Corey's, the original uh, uh, person who started Below the Belt. Well, I was, I was actually doing a baseball talk show with uh, Mike uh, Cena's uh, brother, Mark. Ah, uh, that's okay. Went yes, on another yes. night. Was that on the uh, same in the same studio? Right. Okay. Wow. So then, we after that was done, uh, and I came home for winter break. That's when I be, was invited to join the wrestling show, and that's when Corey brought me in because I'm friends with his brother. There you okay. go. Um, there's there's a connection. And there. that's how that got started, and we continued from there. And then we also had Hero, and we had uh, uh, Porno Pete. Porno Pete and, and, and the HBIC beer bitch beer bitch. and, and um <laughs> yeah that was it three of the, the three guys yeah yeah but they're Rookie. not on the show now they, they yeah need, they need to make guest appearances no yeah. I agree and, and rookie you were our sound engineer you you did the the the, uh, the soundboards um you did a lot of the technical aspects of the show right that's because I was up to date on technology 20 and 20 years ago ah <laughs> you kind of stayed there at the same level what yes what? i'm still back in the 2000s <laughs> well where did the name rookie monster come from i have no idea you don't remember no did you give that to me no okay no no one knows the story you're well, rookie before i came aboard i, I think i recalled uh, slightly it was it was two two tie-ins. One was the fact that you were new on the show, and the so youngest on the show at the rookie. time. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing um was like a play on the Ritalin monster. Oh. If I recall. Yeah. So then we got the. See, I, I have ADD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's much he's much more laid back now than like twenty years ago. I would say so, dude. Just chilling in his chair. You you have yes, much more laid back. 
Oh, all I do is work and go home, and no one else goes out, right? Where are you? <laughs> wow, I know that feeling. Yep. <laughs> all right, Chachi. Uh, where, where, where are you? Are you at, at, at like uh, Noodles and Company? Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's my virtual office. Yes. It looks like Palo Alto somewhere on uh, uh, the tech. No, it looks like Noodles very, and Company in these mills. Very, very yeah. fancy uh, background, though. You like it? Sure. Let me see if I can do that. How do I do that? <laughs> not right now. Not right now. Not right no, now. No, yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, Chachi McFly, next on uh, wow, joining so below the back. Oh, yeah. This is way back in 2001. Well, I knew Al um, before that, just from being a fellow um, club rat myself. <laughs> I love it. Back when back when clubbing was really cool in Baltimore and was That's all the fun. rage. Yes, yes. You had a bunch of mega clubs. Cool. What? I said, remember when that was cool? Yeah. Way, it was way back cool then. at one time. Yeah. What happened to the clubs in this city? It died out. It died. It died, out. died. Oh, so there's a thing called crime. Well, clubs died. Clubs died because back in the day, you had to go outside to meet girls or members of the opposite sex or of the same sex. And rookie. And um, <laughs> and now, like, um, people use dating what? apps. You know, people use dating apps now. So, like, um, they only need to go to the clubs to meet that special somebody. I've so, never, um, need, I never used those things before. You're, you've been you're a happily married man for a long time. Yeah. Right. Oh, but, yeah. but anyways, going out, and I um, we were down at a place called Bell's <laughs> Point where um, they had a, back in the day big Halloween parties, and everybody would uh, would be at the bars and outside in the main area of Bell's Point. And me and Al, who knew each other from the clubs, anyways, both dressed up as the Rock that year. You know, so we were talking about that. You know, because really? there weren't that many rocks that year in Halloween, luckily. So then, um, I believe it was shortly after that. Um, or no, it might have been um that was Halloween, so it might have been like a year later. Almost. Oh I wow! Ran into him. Later, wow. Yeah, I ran into him at Columbia Mall, which is a local mall in the Baltimore area, just on a random time, and we you know walked you know past each other, we stopped and we talked, and Al said that he was doing this wrestling show now, um, and they wanted me to come by and um, guest co-host or or call in or whatever, and because um, knowing knowing that we both were into wrestling, both were the Rock for Halloween. And I believe I came in a couple of times, and it might have been about September 2001, you know. Mm -hmm. And before that, I would um, listen to the show, and I liked the show, and, like, I would um, um, respond to you guys on your um, chat room that you had on the website at the time. Nice. You know, under the um, King Chachi name at the time. And then I came in, and back then, like, we used to pay for our show, pay for the studio way back then. Because it's brand new technology, and so they needed people who were willing to be dedicated as a co-host and contribute to the show. And I got brought on board. There it is, and he's been here ever since. Yeah, and actually, the first person I met that night was Rookie, who came downstairs to let me into the studio. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Is that one of the nights we had strippers? It, We've it had strippers those nights. We're, we're gonna get. Is, we're gonna get the strippers. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is, like years later. I found out that that me and Rookie actually, um, our grandfathers were actually young friends who grew up together, Ser which was amazing. Serendipity. That, yeah, Serendipity, yeah. Man, that's that's cool. And like, um, you know, they were friends when they were like teenagers, um, and probably around the same age as when we met. You know, working at the um, at the market down in Holland's Market. 
Wow. Pretty cool finding out Sean that's worked there. Sean yep. worked there too. I did work there for a long time. But pretty cool finding <laughs> out that you know somebody you're friends with um, that your grandfathers were friends and and we didn't uh, know it until years later, which was pretty cool. That is really cool. All right, Sean Cradle, how did you join BTB? How did I join this wonder this chaotic situation? Yeah, how did you? Um, I'm curious about this myself. I know. No, I, I, I if I remember correctly. I got in because I was friends with Eric's brother, right? Ah, yeah. Well, you were friends with his, his well, friend Steve from Hollywood Steve. Video. Yeah, Steve ah. worked for Hollywood then, Video, that's going back. Oh, man, Hollywood and Blockbuster. Good you, can, you can rent an Airbnb. Uh, I was going to say there's one left. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, Hollywood uh, Video and um and Payless, how many um franchises have you destroyed, um Sean? Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like the running joke, man. Every place where I've worked at, it's just gone up and gone out of business. I don't I don't know what happened. So then that's uh, how you got in. Yeah, your um rookie's brother uh brought you on board. Well, rookie, and yeah. Yeah. You, rookie and brought you on yeah, knew you were a big wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah, introduced me to yeah, and then that's how I met Eric, right? And then uh, you remember when that was? Because I came in September two thousand and one, and you came. I was going to say what, after me. It had to be like what November, December, end of the I year. remember the first show you were there. It was the night that we had Gary Michael Capetto on the show. Wow! Wow! Good memory, Holy Rookie. Shit! That's a really good memory. Oh, way back, guys! Wow! Yeah, and maybe and I Sean. Started- Maybe I started in August because I remember like early on, we actually took a show off because of September 11th when that happened. Yeah. So it was real chaotic. You know, no one knew what was going on, and like we did not skip many shows back then. That was one of the shows that we skipped. Um, and we were back the following week, and we were back, like probably one of the first shows to come back after that. You know, um, compared to like you know the stuff on TV because you know, like, wrestling funny. was off for a while. Like I think wrestling came back after us. It's funny you mention that because we're in a global pandemic now and right. we didn't even take a week off. <laughs> no, we went straight to Skype from WMBC Studios to Skype. As soon as right. UMBC campus closed, we were here and we've been doing this uh, virtual edition um, ever since. And man, over so over the past like 20 years, I mean, maybe what is your fondest memory being in studio? Were there any particular memories that you have? I remember the... Um, with the, the Hanukkah Havoc um, <laughs> wrestling match, Eric, and, um, you and Justin, Justin Price. Price. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I remember the Touch Too Much strippers and a lot of uh, very, very naughty things that took place in the, the studio. I, I vividly remember uh, the photo shoots that Justin Price used to do in studio with women in various straight states of undress. And who was the, um, other, um, the other photographer? Uh, Phil Nix. Yes. 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 Phil Nix. Oh, he was our original okay. photographer. Yeah. Now you gotta you gotta understand like our our show back then. I mean, it was a wrestling show, but it was pretty much like the Howard Stern show like back then. Like we you know we would have strippers, we have porn stars calling in, um, and we had something on our website called the Honeys of the Month, which were originally the, the hardcore Honeys of the Month. Right. And then when Corey left, it was just the Honeys of the Month, and that right, was like right. probably, <laughs> yeah. that's probably what we were known most for back then was because we would take girls most of them were from baltimore you know up and coming you know local models right you know or wannabe models and wannabe yeah we'd feature them on our website each month and then like we'd have the honey of the year 
at the end of the year, usually they get voted on, and that became pretty competitive a lot of the times. Yes, well, the a lot of the year. prize at the end too, right? What's that? Then they get like a big gift or a prize at the end. It might um, have been like a fifty dollars summon. They got a free like, photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. It's a bragging rights. It's a big distinction, you know. Um, that that's always been a great high at the Honeys of the Month. Obviously, the show has evolved. Um, now we're an entertainment was, show, you know. I was watching some um, videos last night. I um, you know, the old video tapes. Um, these weren't even VHS. They were like um, a little bit smaller than VHS tapes. And I found my parents' old camcorder. I borrowed that, and I was playing on my TV. And like these were like a lot of the photo shoots that I recorded from back then with a lot, a lot of us there, um, watching the Honeys, um, you know, do their photo shoot. You know, yep. in different stages of undress. Stages of isn't that a great term? Stages. Yes, of I love it. And even at WNBC Studios, I remember we had live body painting. I remember Sophie Grace, Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Eric. Now somebody farted in the studio. Wow. Everyone said yeah. not it, not it, not it. it. Now whoever it was. And Eric, you said it was probably Sophie. Are you able to to finally after after probably over ten years? Yeah. Tell us who that was that farted in the studio on that fateful night. Oh, fuck what I know. <laughs> you, you, that, why is it that you remember that part? It was memorable. Well, that was truly after she got naked in the studio. Yes. yes. Somebody somebody dropped the bomb, and it was... <laughs> it kind of killed the mood. It killed the mood. But nobody would, no would, would own up to it. Nobody would own up to it. Yeah. I don't even remember. Be honest, you remember like, this. I guess whoever it you is, probably wanted, you probably wanted to put your face up in there. That's what... <laughs> oh, oh. I guess whoever it was, gonna take that like, secret like, to yeah. their grave. He was like, <laughs> and of course, one of my one of my favorites uh, favorite memories is the Christmas shows that we've had on Below the Belt show, which we still have. With, with which we still do a tradition where a Jewish guy named Koki, our comedian extraordinaire, the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore, would sing. <laughs> His perverted renditions yeah. of popular Christmas songs. So that that will always be uh, a lasting memory uh, for us, uh, for myself. Show, at least. Yeah. But the show's definitely changed a lot. Like the on-air productions um, place. I mean, that was like very raw. Like a lot of people talking over each other. Um, yes. You know, we had some great co-hosts, <laughs> which we still have on tonight, and then we had some not so great co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> That usually breathes breathes into the mic and right there. Yeah, potty mouth. Yeah. I remember. I remember all the um, all the feuds that rookie had with potty mouth. <laughs> so my fa- rookie and potty mouth. My favorite though was Hanukkah havoc. Who's potty mouth? You remember potty mouth and like because rookie yelled at him saying like and all you do is just breathe heavy on breathe, the mic. Breathe on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> was that someone that was in studio with us? Yeah, I remember he was there, called. He was a co-host. He was a sh- yeah, at the very end of on air production. Term, yeah, short term host. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rookie, you don't remember that much, do you? No, no. <laughs> was and that they, at on air sports or was that at beat WNBC? Rookie, didn't you join us to meet Jenna Jameson and uh, and Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman, right? In Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. You oh, went yeah. on a little adventure. That that was that one was of our. Fun. Our favorite BTB field trips. That was definitely one of my favorites. I remember was that. that the same time that we went to uh, one of those the TNA lockdown show, or was that a different? Road trip? That was definitely a lot earlier. A lot. That earlier. was different, I think. 
TNA, when we went to Philly for TNA, that was because TNA didn't even start to what mid 2000s, Sean? Uh, 2002. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, but when we went to that, that that was like um, Foley and 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 uh, yeah. Jarrett and the Dudley Boys were there, so yep. that had to be like 0506. Yeah. Yeah, so our show is very much wrestling focused early on. And then towards the end of um, On Air Productions, um, we started getting like more entertainment guests. Like, who was the big, the first big one? Was it? Um, well, yeah, they got some of the real world cast. Um, who was it? Was it like, um, was that, that girl group? Was it SW, oh, SWV? Uh, no, no, that was, was uh, 3LW. 3LW, yes. Three yes. Little oh. Women. So right. that was like one of our first um, entertainment guests. And then yeah. On Air Sports went out of business. So we. Yeah, because that was uh, one of the I, internet startups, like the, yeah. internet radio, and when they had the dot-com bust at the time, that, that was one, I th- we were the last show to um, broadcast out of that studio. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Right. So we didn't have a home for about, I'd say about three years. I thought it was like two years. After, after B- three? well, it was like the early part of 2003. Okay. Um and then we found WNBC, which is. But we kept uh, the show going on. We kept like stuff yep. going on the website. We had articles on the website. We had the honeys of the month. We had events at the clubs around Baltimore and DC. Kind of kept try to keep the brand alive. Yeah, we had like Priceless Fridays at Have a Nice Day Cafe. Um, we had like um, you know, real world um, um, meet and greets. Meet and greets. Uh, Do you still yep. have the, the 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 vinyl sign? Of what? Oh, the below the belt oh. show.com vinyl sign. I that was yours. I think you have it somewhere in you nope, check your you kept it because you took it to events. Wow. Might be in your house. Okay, well that's something we have to look for for sure. But then luckily, thank God we found WMBC, the radio station affiliated with UMBC. Um the technical difficulties were always present, but we had a home. Always. We always. had a home for my God, fifteen years. 15 years. Um, yeah, and uh, back then, early on, it was still this crew right here, you know, with um, Justin yep. Price early on. Yep, Justin but Price. It was like probably this group right here for like. And that brown couch was very comfortable. Maybe eight years. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and we've evolved from the wrestling entertainment hybrid show to mostly entertainment with a sprinkle of wrestling. So tonight, I wanted to do a little bit of both tonight because that's kind of reflective of what we've done for the past 20 years. Um, and I will, years, my God. And uh, uh, I guess we'll we're old. Introduce who will be joining us a little about later. It, like it, it's come full circle. Like when we started the show in the early 2000s, it was yeah. right around the time when WWF bought WCW. I remember the big ECW, invasion angle. Yes, yes. And then they split off and had the TNA. Now I don't even know is TNA still even in, in, around? It still exists. Okay. Yeah, but they lost uh, a big, I don't know. They Last lost time a big I heard, TV deal. So Billy I no Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins owned it. I don't know. But now you got, um, you know, you got AEW and, and Major League Wrestling, and you got these yeah. other promotions that have popped up. And now AEW is, like, got, is a serious contender to compete with WWE, kind of like the Monday Night Wars of the late 90s. Now you got the same thing happening 25 years later. Well, who here still watches wrestling? Sean, you do, you do. And what's your opinion on this the current? I watch the products. What's your honest opinion on the current products? Wow, uh, <laughs> that it's changed. 
Um, it's changed a lot. It, it's it's so different for me now because yeah, you know, I I look at it differently. When I started on the show, I was just a fan. Right. Remember? Yeah. And because of and the show, the <laughs> that's right. You met Dan McDivitt. Well, yeah, Dan Dan McDevitt was a guest the on bruiser. the show. The yeah, he came in the studio. Yes. Right. And you were like, oh, well, we have a show. Why don't you, your show's on Wednesday. Why don't we have a live simulcast or something? And so you guys did the show from on air. I, I, Rookie, did you go with me or did I go by myself? We went to the MCW uh, show. And right. You interviewed and that, Sherry Martell. Who broke While they were in the studio. Yeah. Wow. Wait, you had... Yeah, broke, she broke, broke my cell phone. Remember the cell phone had the an- had the uh, antenna on it? Yes, yes. <laughs> so she <laughs> so she broke that. And oh she wanted gosh. to buy me a new one, but I said, No, 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 don't do it. Uh but yeah, through that that got me into the business. And and that's Maryland, formerly Maryland Championship Wrestling, and then just now go by MCW Pro Wrestling. Yeah, MCW right. Pro Wrestling. Yes. So the the M doesn't necessarily stand for Maryland anymore because you guys wanted to be a little more outside of the Maryland area focused. Yeah. Is that yes. what happened? Yes. Because we started so, running shows in Delaware, DC, right, uh, Pennsylvania. So yeah, we right. branched out. Branched out. I love Virginia. it. Really one of the best. Yeah. One of the best regional promotions, I think, around. Like, oh, it is the best regional. Like when you go to any of those shows, I mean, they like there's so many different kind of shows for these indie on um, federations. You can go there, and they can be just like this garbage thrown together, you know. But this, these these ones have storylines that go on for like a long time. Oh, you remember we went to Philadelphia yes. for in the ECW <laughs> arena for that WXW show? Oh, that was like the women's, uh, um, yeah, adults <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> Women's Wrestling uh, Federation. That, that was the same night we went and met Dennis Rodman and Jenna James, wasn't it? I think okay. those were two separate nights. Okay, so that's a that three different to, Philadelphia That would have been a lot to do All in right, one trip. making sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I wanted to focus the show on kind of uh, BTB's roots uh, in the world of wrestling. Of um, How I started with Below the Belt show, um, it wasn't that wasn't my first show. I was actually on something called the Johnny Fairplay show, which is also another internet uh, radio show. He got me my start on uh, doing, uh, you know, inner radio. And um, later in the program, we're going to welcome the one and only Johnny Fairplay guys, uh, reality TV icon. He hosts the um, survivor, not safe for work uh, podcast. Um, you can check that out. Um, they also are talking Big Brother. Sean, I know you're a Big Brother fan. We 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 should Humongous. definitely talk. We should definitely talk some Big Brother with Fair Play when he calls in. Um, and um, a little later, one show per- behind. One show behind. Nice. Okay. Wait a minute. The pivotal show from last night. You did not watch. I didn't watch it yet. No. Uh, are you okay if we spoil it for because uh? Yes. Go ahead and spoil okay. it. In right, fact, so, you know what? I'll have it playing in the background while you guys are talking. Okay, well, not. To... <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save all that for when Fairplay calls in. So Johnny Fairplay, one of, the, I mean, he was there for all our iterations of Below the Belt show. I remember he would call in Below the Belt show when we were on air productions. He would also um, uh, be a part of uh, Below the Belt show uh, at WNBC. Um, so it's just, uh, he, I thought he was the perfect person to bring on. on Below yeah, the he show. he must hold the record for the um being the most reoccurring guest that we've had 
it right. probably is the case. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, up, so. we're up to 680. This is a 689th or no, 690th show. Wow. For, that's, wow. That's, yeah, this is, this is WNBC. for WNBC, right. And we probably oh, had, okay. we probably had what, like another, like how many shows do you think on, on air? Like a hundred about that. So we're uh, close well, to the time. There's 52 weeks in a year, so we probably did 48 of those 52. Right. How and many years were we there? Two and a half years, I'd say. So you're oh. up. So Al's been on every one of those shows. I was on no, all he except except was out of town. Except for I one. Know, he missed one. I remember I that because I was on the show. And and you guys buried me in the entire show. Was yes, <laughs> that's right. We gotta find that show. <laughs> you and Kelly that Bell. Probably like, was the greatest show of all. I, time. I, I, oh my God! I actually trust you guys with the keys in the station. It was my life on the line. But amazing uh, that that show actually took place. But that place. means you've you probably done like nine hundred and some shows, hosting, which is oh, amazing. Fuck, that's that's incredible. That is incredible, guys. We gotta be we gotta be so, one of the longest running shows. Yeah. Alive today. No doubt, dude. No doubt. But I also want to also introduce our featured guest for tonight, guys. She's somebody that's also been on Below the Belt show in the past. We've interviewed her father twice on Below the Belt show. Her father, none other than WWE Hall of Famer, wrestling legend, the late, great Rowdy Roddy Piper. We present later in the program, Ariel Teal Piper, which is really exciting. Ariel has been training hard. Uh, to um, debut again, I guess, because she had a little bit of a debut in AEW's All Out Women's Battle Royal. She's now seriously training with Ronda Rousey and her other trainers, and um, she's ready to uh, make um, another impact in the world of wrestling. I know when we first had Ariel on, she was just uh, focusing on on acting and singing. She had really no interest in, in wrestling, and now... Um, She's uh she's doing it. So I'm really curious to see where Ariel's at now. And uh I think it's another great guest uh to kind of tie in B2B's um long, long tenure, um, having interviewed her father, Roddy Piper, twice, and now Ariel. And Sean, I know you've worked closely with Piper with MCW as well. So um And even Johnny this, Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay worked for Piper. And Johnny Fairplay father. That's right. So I think this is and then and then daughter Piper. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. All the yeah. tie-ins are there, guys. And so, Shady, uh, Shady with MCW, like they had one of his, his last um, in-ring appearances, had, right? We had his last Piper's Pit. Last Piper's Pit. That's amazing. Yep. Because he he appeared on our show and then I, he passed away two weeks later. Wow. Yeah. Right. Crazy. So it's it's been incredible, incredible, um, long what a, time. What a ride! Below the, below the belt show has has been on the air. So, um, I guess you, you, should we should throw out a couple of headlines before Fairplay joins us. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna throw up some entertainment stuff, and then we're gonna go into Fairplay. Throw out some wrestling stuff with Fairplay, uh, and then we'll just uh, yeah, it's gonna be a heck of a show, guys. So it is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. Always 
Oh, man, so um, how many have been to a movie theater uh, in the pandemic so far? Have Have you been back? Hey. has been back. I've been back. back. Yeah, I finally, back. yeah, yeah. I finally I saw. I don't get to go out. I just go to work. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a movie theater across the street from my house, and I haven't been there yet. Yeah, really. Well, I finally saw Tenet. Tenet's the number one movie. Um, as you know, um, by default. By default, really, because <laughs> well, who are they competing against? Um, New Mutants right. and Broken Hearts Gallery. I mean, come on now, you know. <laughs> and Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted has uh, had an on-demand run, more so. I was going to say that was released online, right? Exactly. Yeah. New Mutants, you know, still doing pretty well at the number as a number two movie. Um, Unhinged. Chuck, you saw Unhinged. How was Unhinged? I liked it. Russell, uh, Russell Crowe. Um... Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like based on a road rage incident in the movie. So he just started chasing after this woman who um, kept on beeping the horn for him to um, go at a light. And then it was kind of nasty to him when he was trying to smooth things over. And this guy was already kind of unhinged anyways. Um, <laughs> it, it actually, it was pretty enjoyable. And like, I mean, I just enjoy the movie experience. Like, you know, some people. I'll tell like you, he's, the, enjoy, he's unhinged in real life. I've oh, noticed. yeah. Yeah. I've seen him explode on set. Yeah, but some people just want to like be in their homes and watch a movie on TV. I like the whole movie theater experience, and yeah, especially with how comfortable they are now with the reclining seats. Reclining seats, man, seriously, you know? right? So, like, I mean, you had to wear the mask during the movie, um, which wasn't too bad. If they're, if they're watching unless you, you're eating, if right? they're watching you, yeah, unless you're eating, because COVID can't get transmitted while you're eating or drinking. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's an amazing uh, coincidence, yeah, isn't it? Especially popcorn. Yeah, especially eight-dollar popcorn. COVID <laughs> does not penetrate your mouth. Did they at least lower the prices of the popcorn? That's where they make all their money. I don't think they're lowering anything right now. Like I think they're all hurting, and they need every dollar they all can get. All they're lowering is your expectations. <laughs> Take a rookie with the joke. <laughs> once every rookie. ten years. Once every, once ten, every years. ten years. It comes back with a gem. Yeah, mark your calendars. Number four movie is Broken Hearts Gallery. It's a rom-com with uh, Dacry Montgomery from Stranger Things. And then number five movie is Bill and Ted Face of Music. Um, I loved it. We talked about it on the show before. It's It was just a great film that really um, paid homage to the original two films. It was fantastic. Sean, a rookie, have you seen the Bill and Ted movie, the new one? No, Not yet. I'm still trying to get my wife to watch the second one so that we can watch the third one. Nice. Catching nice. up. Don't worry. I okay. still got them on DVD. Remember those? Uh, nice. Yes, I remember DVDs. Yes, of course. Right. I have a DVD player. And we had we had um their moms on um recently on a recent show from the movie. Their moms, their stepmoms. Yeah. Stepmoms, yeah. Because it's both of them. Yeah, Amy Stock was a part of Below the Belt show, which is awesome. Who appears uh, in um the third one too? Yep. 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 That's that's another good thing. Um, so a lot of movies are getting pushed, um, due to the pandemic. Candyman won't come out till 2021. Oh. Wonder Woman 1984 will not come out until Christmas now. Um, that was one movie I'm really, really looking forward to. I actually did some background work on it. That's why he's so, looking forward to it. That's why I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I saw Solo, but I didn't see Will it be as good as his role in Salt? Hmm? It can't be that good. Ah, that was uh, Al, I watched Solo, but I didn't see you. Oh, Han Solo. It's Han Soto. I get it. Thank you. <laughs> no, weren't you one of the stormtroopers or something? No, no. I wish. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Right. I thought you were in the movie. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not in Solo. I, I wish I was in Solo. That'd Which been one were you in? The Mandalorian? 
I wish I was in The Mandalorian too. I saw his Facebook talk. post and got confused. I saw yeah, had a very filming it. Oh, that was a, that was April Fools. With the Bubba Fett. Yeah, that was that was a filming a Bubba yeah, Fett. If I was in Iceland, <laughs> on, and I posted on April first, hashtag yeah. April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it was. I just remember you. Okay, well, fine. April Fools is April first. So. Yeah. Trust me. Wait, I know did that. You who's, did you see who was in the new Mandalorian? Um, we're gonna. I want to get to no, that. But, but, but trust oh, me, oh. I, I'm, I am. I'm so happy about. Okay, what Wait, the no, hell? Before that, before that, if Al was okay, a okay. stormtrooper in any Star Wars movie, you would not hear about it only once. I, I was going to say, you would have heard about it like every day. Shit. He would make oh, us yeah. go to the theater to watch. Thank it. you. Right, thank right. you. Thank it you. wouldn't have been just one post, rookie. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> true. Oh man. So Black Widow might be delayed now. This is like. Marvel's big movie, the first Phase Four movie, um, that's um, man. If they delay Black Widow, that's just that there could be no Marvel movie in 2020, wow. which is a scary thought because Marvel has produced blockbusters, three usually three blockbusters per year, and it'd just be a year without well, Marvel they, movies. They delayed the uh, Fast and Furious Nine, right? That's another film that was supposed to be released. Well. Right when, yep. uh, when COVID started. Yep. In I April. Yeah, they delayed that. Next summer, what, aren't we getting the Ghostbusters in, at Christmas time? No, um, next year. That's also next year pushed as well. Yeah. Um, oh, ooh, that. Exactly, dude. Well, Ant-Man 3, that's one of the next um, Marvel films that will be in production. The original cast will be coming back. Um, Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country on HBO has joined for a major villain role on Ant-Man 3, playing Kang the Conqueror. So look out for uh, the That's the Big Bad on the Ant-Man 3 film. And if you're worried about Thor leaving um, the Marvel Universe, he's not going anywhere. Chris Hemsworth said he's too young because he's only 1,500 years old. <laughs> he will be with the franchise for a long time, so don't worry about that. Um um, you know, there's some really cool releases coming up, man. As you know, um, a lot of movie, the big blockbusters have been pushed forward, you know. But there's a cool, a couple cool movies coming up soon that you can check out. Um, Universal and Blumhouse Productions um, has teamed up with Christopher Landon, who directed Happy Death Day. Chachi, I know you're a fan of that show, right? Um, I was but the it's... first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but Vince Vaughn is a fan of Cobra Kai. He's a huge fan of Cobra That's Kai. Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn will be a part of that uh, big movie. It's a um, obviously a horror movie of its Blumhouse, so that should be pretty cool. Um, that the first Vince Vaughn horror movie? Vince Vaughn in a horror movie, yes. Is that the first one? I can't think of any other ones he was in. That's a good point, man. I don't recall one either. Huh. Was he in Signs? Or no, that was Mel Gibson. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Malin Ackerman and Alec Baldwin will have a movie called Chick, Chick Fight, um, which will be released uh, November 13th on demand. That's, um, that's the sequel to Cockfight, Rookie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Never saw them. <laughs> <laughs> they just dropped the trailer for Love and Monsters. Um, it's a sci-fi adventure comedy um, starring Dylan O'Brien. Um, that trailer looked really awesome. For you sci-fi adventure fans and with some comedy thrown in. Also, Michael Rooker from uh, 
Walking Dead, Guardians of the Galaxy is also in it. Definitely something to check out. Um, oh, wow. So Florence Pugh, who's awesome, as you know, um, Sean, you probably know that she played Paige and fighting with my family. Family, yes. And she's going to be in the new Black Widow movie. Um, she's got a new movie uh, with Harry Styles, of all people, um, Mr. Watermelon Sugar. Um, it's called Don't Worry, Darling. It's going to be uh, also joined by Chris Pine. And um, Olivia Wilde will be directing. Wow. Oh, Olivia Wilde. Yes. Isn't she amazing? Yeah. Weren't you a big house yep. fan, Rookie? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So uh, Olivia, as you know, has been a lot doing a lot of directing lately, and uh, I did um, not know that. I don't keep up with the celebrity stuff like you do. Yeah. I need mm. to. That's why I come on this show so I can learn about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Just like the audience. Just like the yeah, audience. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Uh, well, Harry Styles joined the movie because Shia LaBeouf, um, the part of the project due to scheduling conflict. Um, now I know Chachi that's really. That's the real reason. That's the real reason, man. Scheduling conflict has. See my. Where have people been oh, uh, for six months? You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you haven't figured out your scheduling conflicts by then, you know. <laughs> Do you see my old school hat? Planet Hollywood, Baltimore. Yes. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Vaguely, but yes. Yeah. That is very old school. I got Chachi a hat from and... ESPN Zone. <laughs> yes. Yes. What about Rookie's yes, hat that he wore to on-air sports, the dickhead hat? Yes, remember that, Rookie? You actually wore a hat uh, with a penis on it, and I remember it vividly because those are usually the hats that the bachelorettes wear during their bachelor parties. But you actually bought a, a hat with a penis on it, and you were like, I'm a dickhead, I'm a dickhead. You'd say you're, that. You're telling the models that um, we're getting the shot? Yeah. <laughs> You, know, you remember this stuff. I don't remember this. Stuff. Rookie remembers nothing from 20 Rookie, years ago. Wow, you don't remember any wow, of this. All right. I mean, too much uh, weed. You were more probably interested in the hat than I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two to one show. I know. Say. I, so I don't remember those things. I, Rookie, Rookie, <laughs> going to too many 311 concerts and, and partaking. I haven't been to one in a long time. Yeah. I'm really excited about this Madonna. Biopic. Movie. I did go to the last major concert event in the world before COVID, though. Wow. What was that? What was that? 311 Day. For 311. Ah, March 11th. Yeah. Wow. That's literally. Yeah, they shut down Vegas the day I flew home. That was. Damn. You got lucky to get that in, man. Yeah. You got very lucky to get that. I literally just got back from New York City from uh, working on a TV show with um, the amazing Julia Garner from Ozark. And also uh, going to a screening event um, and got back literally uh, the weekend before everything went to, to shit, especially in New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Madonna. Madonna's getting a biopic. She's actually um, co-writing the biopic with Diablo Cody. And she actually wants to direct the film, too, which is, wow, she's that's kind of a big film to for your directorial debut i'd say but uh so what's who, what's stopping her from being in the film because you have to have her a younger, age younger actress <laughs> to play madonna <laughs> yeah. i don't think they can do the uh de-aging technology with madonna oh, cgi yeah i don't think that would work um but yes they yeah. can they got these things called filters and snapchat i know but i think sometimes it looks too <laughs> fake i mean you have, are you on have snapchat you, have you seen um the irishman 
did you have you seen how like bad some of that de aging stuff is with De Niro and Pacino? So it just it's sometimes it's I just not. I could it through that movie. Did you think it was too fake looking? The um uh, the uh, de aging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think we're at a point yet. I, I think they're still working on the, that, but. You know what? I'm curious to see what you know. Who I'd like this? I just mentioned her, Chachi. You know, I think it would be a good um, actress to play Madonna, Julia Garner. Oh, yeah. I just thought about like, cause didn't Madonna have curly hair in her youth? And uh, yeah, and it changes yeah. every week, but yeah. And Julia is a New York girl. She had these big cones for tits. Yeah, big cones for tits. Jennifer's too old. Ju- Julia? You mean Julia Garner's too old? Oh, Julia Garner. Okay. Oh, you're thinking Jennifer Garner, who was married. Oh, yeah, I thought you said Alfred. Jennifer. I'm sorry. No, Julia Garner is a star of the breakout star of Ozark, who okay. is like the new like Hollywood like hit girl. Yeah, I think she would do well with it. I mean, she's great at um, changing her accents. Changing her accents, number one. Well, she's from New York, so I don't think that's yeah. too tough for her. But the fact that she's a number one, a phenomenal actress, so she can pull the role off. And I can see some, I don't know, a little facial similarity maybe. I don't know, Chach. What do you think? Do you think she can pull it off? Look at a pick right now. I think it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, it, I think it'd be hard to do a Madonna biopic because, like, she did so much in her career. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, unless it just like focuses on one part of her career. Like, um, but yeah, I, I I think that she's one of the most underrated um, singers right now um, from her, her for her whole career, only because she's still alive. Underrated, like, really? Well, I mean, because people don't talk about her much anymore because she's older now. But, like, um, if she would have died, like, you know, in the 90s, people would have been like, oh, she's a legend. You know, she was the best ever, you know. And you don't hear much about her because she, like, you know, is still touring. She's still putting out music. Um, but I think this would be good. I think I think oh. it right. I think it would be. Oh, uh, that's just look who we out. have. Look who we have, guys. That's right. Wow. Joining the Below the Belt Show anniversary show. He's actually the reason I got into internet radio. I did the Johnny Fairplay show. So Back in playing. 99, I believe, 1999, I believe. Um, uh, back in the day, man, the early days of internet radio, guys. And we're happy to have him on Below the Belt Show. Survivor legend, reality TV <laughs> icon, the host Should of Survivor, Not Safe for Work. The one and only Johnny Fairplay back on Below the Belt Show. What's up, Johnny? How's it going, guys? Good to have oh, you, man. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, happy anniversary. Thanks, man. It's been, yeah, a, it's I, been a long I, time. I'm sorry, to everyone else, for uh, creating the monster that is uh, Al Soto, a.k.a. Big Purr. He's changed his gimmick since then. He doesn't go by that anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, politically correct, the woke era, you know, the whole woke era thing. You know, you I got just figured you lost weight. <laughs> you, <Right>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little perv. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a big perv anymore. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. I've been working out. But uh fair man, you've got you've got your uh Survivor Not Safe for Work, NSFW uh podcast. Uh so you've kept podcasting alive ever since the Johnny Fairplay show, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. We actually we just hit uh Amazon uh music. Uh they they launched their podcast division today. And yeah. so if you search Survivor Space NSFW, you can uh, you can catch us there in addition to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, wherever else you, you may pod. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we've been 
covering Big Brother twice a week uh, in this Survivor hiatus. Uh, we have amazing race coverage starting uh, October 14th. And uh, and then once that ends, uh, expect uh, the uh, the weekly uh, weekly Survivor interview uh, up until uh, I guess whenever Celebrity or Legends Big Brother starts. It uh, rumor and innuendo says in lieu of a Celebrity season, we're gonna get uh, a a twenty whatever day uh, Legends season of Big Brother in January with Janelle Kaser Dan. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Will, all oh, the people wow. that we that we actually wanted to see on All Stars versus right. Big Brother alumni that we're watching. Uh, currently. Right. right, right. Well, you brought it up, so let's let's can we go into a little bit of Big Brother, Sean? I know you're a huge fan of All Stars. I am. Um, I've well, been maybe watching All Stars. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've been watching uh, three times a week, uh, as uh, like everybody else. But I, I'm I'm so uh, glad to see. Davon, you know, uh, just playing a big move, um, well, taking Kevin a big off move the to get rid of Ian. That that that's one of the only people that I think people want to see in the house. So I don't I don't know how great a big move that is. And and as far as alliance and gameplay, I, I thought right. it was like, I mean, Danny wins HOH. Her first conversation is with Davon, who was just saved from the last eviction. And Davon's first words are. If I happen to win POV, which I don't win POVs, but if I happen to, I'm not going to change your noms because I know how difficult a week it can be if if noms are changed in any way. And Davon wins her first uh, competition ever in three seasons of playing Big Brother. I and know, right? The first thing she does is uses the POV. So for me, who who you know, I'm a I'm friends with with uh, with Danny. I'm a fan of Dave Ons. I thought it was pretty shitty gameplay because you're, you're all you're showing is, hey, if you want to count on me for an alliance move, I'm not there for you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she didn't really have the numbers either way. Is how I saw it, whether whether she kept the noms or not. Um, so I I saw it as at least solidifying your alliance with Kevin. And if but the roles were Kevin? reversed, Kevin's got nobody. Yeah. yeah, it's got nobody. Yeah. He's got. I mean, like, got the... I, I hate, I hate seeing Kevin. I mean, like, if he's not crying, he's not shown, and uh, he's getting shown <laughs> enough, so that means he's crying the entire time he's in the house. Like, I'm not yeah. work- like if I'm in that house, I'm not working with someone that cries incessantly. Yeah. What about the other crier, David? My gosh. Well, he's a fake cry. That dude, like, I'm like, <laughs> like, is there anything to get? Like, he gets the disruptor power, and I'm just like, ugh, okay. And 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 he plays it, and like, and 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 the the I thought Tuesday night was the best episode of the season, bar none. Me I mean, too, just me so too. much happening. But it's so great, like you know, David's like, watch this. So he plays the disruptor power, and then he goes to Cody. It's just like, who do you think played it? And Cody's just like, you, like. No one in this house likes you, dude. <laughs> like, 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 look around. Not one person here is playing it for you. You're it. <laughs> right. And 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 then where's, to, where's the strategy and, on that, right? And, yeah, like he should have just owned it, and people would have been like, "Man, way to go!" But no, he but does the reverse do. because everything this guy does is 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 reverse. And then he follows that with a conversation with Dave. It's just like, did you play that for? She is like. Fool, if I had it, I would have used it last week to save myself, you fucking idiot. 
So it's just like, no, like, and, and, and I think she left that conversation insult. It's just like, this guy's really asking. It was you. Yeah. And, 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 and thanks for not using it for me last week. Right, right, right. Can we talk about what you told me on a conversation about an alliance, the, the committee and what you might know about the committee alliance behind the scenes? Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we, uh, what, two weeks ago I had Portia Briggs on on uh, the Survivor NSFW cast. And she said that there was a pregame alliance with, you know, the, the committee. And that that pregame alliance was made uh, by Dan and Derek. They made the alliance for them because they chose, they were just like, we actually lose money by entering the house, blah, blah, blah. Which I call, I mean, like Dan Giesling makes his money uh, via Twitch. And I understand he makes plenty of money playing Twitch, but at the same time, like, don't you think he could potentially get some new Twitch people uh, that see him wearing a shirt every day in that that says twitch.com slash Dan Giesling or whatever his fucking Twitch name is? Like, you can't buy, like, you can't buy that advertising. So just go in the house, you're there for for three months, or be an early boot. I mean, who cares? So, but like, I mean, he's one of the greatest players. So, so, you know? But yeah. if, 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 if the rumor and innuendo is correct, okay. Porsche is saying that the committee was made by Dan and Derek. They've agreed to split the split the winnings wow. and give Dan and Derek 10%. Holy shit. So, so that's it. So we're just we're just watching like, you know, no one cares. Like, you know, that's a it's it's a locked in. I mean, because like every time you see Danny like want to do a move or attempt to do a move, you kind of see her like you basically see the the other the other five of the committee going, hey, you know, remember, you know, a month that's, ago. Well, that's why I was, that's. <laughs> After you told me that, I was absolutely shocked. She she, she put Tyler as a replacement nominee. So but that, she knows I, she knows that they have the votes to save him. Okay. Wow. So I mean, like it, it would require the rest of the committee to turn on 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 the committee for that to happen. So and and I think that's one of the deals where it's just like, look, Tyler wants to go home. He's begging to go home. If Tyler goes home. We have a five-way split of the money, yeah. and then, you know, Derek and, and, and uh, Dan still get their 10%. Yeah. Well, once again, I, I, I'm, I'm a purist. I like to believe that none of that's true. I can tell you this. On Survivor, that would never happen. The, pre, the pre-alliances. Well, premium alliance, fine, but uh, uh, splitting of the money, never. We ain't doing it. Uh, I mean, and, they, and these they're, people they're were paying, playing for a fraction of what we would be playing for. There's a, I mean, like it, it makes sense. Okay, a, a, after the split and the commissions paying all that, you're looking at at like forty five thousand dollars. That's what they're getting for going in the house. So you're looking at if 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 you win the game, you're looking at ninety thousand dollars. You're leaving your family for for three months for ninety thousand dollars. Whereas if you believe in yourself and you think if if I mean you're you're allegedly an all star. If you're that good to, to allegedly be an all-star, aren't you Prove that it. good enough to win the game and then go home with, right. you know, with 500,000, you know, which is 300,000 after taxes? Why yep. are you going to leave with, why are you going to leave? Well, well, five, you know, they got, they 
allegedly they all got like forty five thousand for walking in the house. So you win the game, you leave with five hundred and forty five thousand dollars. So which after taxes, you're leaving with about three fifty. Like I'm not I'm not splitting uh, up my three fifty. You know what? I thought they would have raised the prize because with the yeah. survivor survivors you know, winners at war. They went up to two, but Big yeah. Brother's still the 500K. Well, and, and it's three times as long of a filming schedule. But here's the yes. thing to, to keep in mind on, on Big Brother that a lot of people, like, you know, they, they, they throw the three times long and all that. Big Brother is summer programming. You don't get the, the fall and spring ad rates that you do for Big Brother that you do for a survivor. Ah. And, and, and the ad rates is, is what, what propels the prize money. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. but you're on TV like three times a week, though, right? Yeah, but you have to pay for three times the commercials. Right. Uh, so I mean, they're at they're at a reduced rate, but uh, no, the summer programming is is a tenth of what fall and spring programming is at at rate wise. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Now you told me off the air also, because uh, I thought Survivor Survivor would be the perfect show to happen during a pandemic because you're in a remote island, blah blah blah. Correct. You can test everybody, but you said there's a a reason why we're not seeing Survivor this fall. Yeah, so um, uh, Survivor's been filming in Fiji for the past, you know, 10 seasons, I guess now. And it's, it's for a, a multitude of reasons. Uh, number one, um, when you have it the same place every year, like, you know, you, you have the islands that you film on. You have you have the the islands that uh, the island that that production's at. They have a resort that that uh, the pre and post uh, jury stay at. So because like on on, um, on Pro Islands, they built us these cabanas to live in after we were voted. Like I was in the right. cabana for one day. And then when I went back for fans versus favorites, they had tents. I mean, you lived in fucking like I got like when I got voted out, like they, they're like, here's your. And I, so I, I grabbed all my stuff out of the tent and like we had we had like a like a. Uh, like a family area where you know you could watch TV or whatever. Yeah. I just moved all. I moved my my bed and everything right there. And they're just like, "Do you think this is fair to the other players?" I was like, "Well, we can compare resumes and figure it out." I mean, you know, if someone has a bigger <laughs> resume than me, they can have it. But uh, this is where I'm sleeping. I'm not. I'm not sleeping in a fucking tent. And I didn't. And, uh, but you know, to have the resort is just nice. You know, for as I said, pre-jury, post-jury, all that stuff. You know. And uh, uh, Fiji Air, they pay the airfare for for the uh, for the uh, for the castaways. They also give you two uh, airfare passes to come back uh, within. I think you have three years to come back. You know, bring bring your wife or husband or whatever. You know, show them where you played Survivor, which I think is kind of cool. And most importantly, they get a forty percent tax breaks. Wow. Uh, and so since COVID. When they uh, w- when they initially planned to go back, uh, PG wasn't allowing people to you know to come there because of the COVID, and and plus you know Survivor has a crew of about 400 people, and you know from all different countries is where the crew is from, and so you know uh, safely that wasn't possible in the early stages of the coronavirus, so. Now there is a way to potentially safely do it, you know, to have the people go quarantine, do everything. However, the uh, uh, the 40 percent tax breaks have not kicked back in. So, uh, you know, in spite of, you know, it's we're uh, it's safe to to do this. 
they're not filming <laughs> without getting those tax breaks. So, mm. so, uh, so the latest schedule is, as of now is to uh, film season 41 in April and then uh, film uh, season 42 in June. And so, uh, so we'll see a return of Survivor in September of 2021 for once again the fall season. They're not going to waste it, you know, on, once again, summer programming. Oh, okay. Interesting to know those insights because, again, that's like the perfect show you can do during a fucking pandemic. Well, I, I think that they should have looked at filming. Uh, I think they could have gone late summer in Mexico and just rented a resort and, you know, had the resort, done the two weeks quarantine. And I think what you're saving on airfare and, 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 and everything in Mexico versus Fiji, I think it would have would have been a wash with those 40% tax breaks. Wow. So wow, that's just me. I also suggest, I mean, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't my, I think, I think it was either Rob C or Stephen Fishback suggested filming in Arizona and doing like a uh, wild West uh, season of survivor, which I would have been all for. I actually had a question um, about uh, what you thought of the winner, Tony. Uh, I think Tony played the single best season of U.S. Survivor I've ever seen. You, you uh, distinctly mention U.S. Survivor. Yeah, I think the so Golden somebody... God, the Golden God uh, David uh, in uh, Survivor Australia, I think, played wow. the best season of Survivor I've ever seen in my life. My goodness, you're actually watching the international versus Survivor. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think he played a hell of a better game than Sandra the second time around, or what, rather third time around for Sandra. Uh, um, but uh, it was her fourth. Was okay, her so fourth. this is Sandra. She, she, she played uh, Pro Islands, Heroes, Villains. She won both of those. Game Changers. If they had not done that one last tribe swap, she potentially she would she, she would have made it to the end. Potentially would have won Game Changers and then um, uh, a Heroes uh, or. Uh, uh, Winners at war. Ah, wow. I mean, I just think giving up is just one of the, just the cardinal sin of survival. Well, she knew she had no chance to get back in the game. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't giving, I mean, like, you know, if the option, you know, like your game can, it like, she had no chance. I mean, like there, there's, you know, unless that final challenge to get back in the game was to sit out of a challenge. That was the only challenge she could have won. That's fair, but you yeah. know, it, it. She's the queen, quote unquote, the queen. You figured, you know. Yeah, and she's still up to the name. I mean, there's only there's only one two time two time female winner. That's right, and now two two time winners overall. Yeah. So um, you've been campaigning to get back in the game. Fair play. Um, I know that you've been tweeting. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't Mr. Probes, I don't Jeff Probes, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I think I'm 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 fine. I'm 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 where I need to be. So okay. yeah. But you're not gonna I'm, say no fast to come back. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. All right. we, we we everyone is everyone has chatted. Everything is fine. Every everything is where it should be. All right, that's and, awesome. And, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember way back in the day having a party at um, Al's house, and Fairplay was there. And this is like when you film Survivor, but you couldn't talk about it yet. Sure. You, you telling mm -hmm. us like, oh yeah, I was on this reality show and like, it's a big deal, but I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. And then we yeah. saw you on Survivor. There, there you go. go. 
And then uh, we did the nightclub appearances, lots of Charlie Sheen nights, and just <laughs> straight <laughs> <in>. <laughs> minus, minus the AIDS. <laughs> Thank God, minus the AIDS. Oh, wow. But uh, we did a lot of partying, Fair Play, over the years. That's something yeah. that that's something that you don't do too often nowadays, correct? Uh, no, I'm going to a restaurant opening tomorrow. Does that count? <laughs> that counts. <laughs> I guess that, that counts. counts. That does count. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a uh, I'm doing a Cobra Kai podcast uh, Friday night uh, with uh, War Dog and Victoria from uh, oh, that's season amazing. 38. We had the guy that played the ears gauge guy that got in the bar fight last week on our show. So <laughs> <laughs> season two, episode six, the original wow. Cobra Kai is against the big bar brawl. Yeah, he's he that's, that's a deep cut, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but we had we had Daniel's daughter on the show on the on our show before. Yeah, we also had Mary Mouser on too. Yeah. That's, a little, that's an upgrade, right? That's a little better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's that is tremendous yeah, yeah. it's a great show like i'm surprised now that all the people who finally know about it now that it's on netflix when i've been talking about it for a couple of years yeah I had, I had plenty of people tell me they're just like dude just get youtube red for one month and i'm just like no it's free yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i mean because i have you know I, I have netflix hulu disney plus hbo Woo-hoo! max and um apple tv that's yeah. enough, dude. That is enough. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Disney Plus, let's get into the uh, season two trailer of The Mandalorian. Oh. Holy smokes! Looks good. Looks good. Featuring WWE superstar Sasha Banks yeah. as a hooded—I don't know what character she's playing. Yeah. Um, but how cool is that? That's that Sasha Banks is yeah, in I'm The Mandalorian. They've done pretty good with their casting. I mean, like Bill Burr last season was so yeah. awesome. Um, who's the um, God? What's the guy? Uh, the funny, the, the guy that, that that kicks Baby Yoda. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Jason Sudeikis and yeah. um, um, Jesus Adam Adam. Uh, That's fine. Jason the Sudeikis. other guys, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he got a lot of heat for that. It was so great. So uh, no, uh, and then and then Gus Fring as uh, yes. potentially the big baddie for this season. Right? Uh, I'm I'm so excited. It's great I mean, like, show that he's in. I I just want them to turn the reins of the of the frame. I mean, because you know the 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 uh, initial hiring for for a new trilogy was D and D the the uh, the guys from Game of Thrones, and then when they yep. epically showed how epically uh, fake and fraudulent they were with that final season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> they were pulled from the project. Uh, can we just give, like, anything Star Wars related to John Favreau? I mean, like, look what he, yes. he did Iron Man. I mean, like, he's the reason we got a, what, a 26-movie fucking story arc. Yes, the whole MCU, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're comparing, of course, Mandalorian to the newer movies, uh, the newer trilogy, correct? Which... Uh, well, the uh, Rise of Skywalker, Force Awakens, and the last well, no, but there was going to be a new trilogy uh, that that D and D the the guys that did Game of Thrones were yeah. were, were given. Oh, before a, they a, got yes, before they a got new fired. trilogy. Yes. And, and, yes, and yes. then the the final season of Game of Thrones, and they're just like, no, 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 no. They just got exposed. I mean, they like, I mean, they had. I, I think I think a couple things worked against them. I think. You know, for the for the first uh, six seasons or whatever, they they had the books to use, mm-hmm. but they but they didn't have the budget. And I think the reason the show was so good 
is because the story, like without having the budget, telling the stories of these battles, you know, the 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 uh, the dialogue between the characters, you know, telling you what happened was so amazing. They were just really painting that those pictures. Then right. once they got the once they got the budget, you know, for the final season and, and you know, a, a two page cliff note script. And instead of telling you these stories, they're just like, we can just show you. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's cool to see it. But I, I you were kind of better at telling me about it. So, yeah. yeah, the final I season was the final season should have been two seasons. And like the whole thing with yeah, Daenerys turning heel, that should have been the whole entire season. When they, and they, were, give, they, the were, they were given the option for extended season, two parts. And they were like, no, no, because once again, they had two pages of notes to work with. Like that's, yeah. you know, the author was just like, here's two pages. Here's everything you need to know. George R. And R. They're R. kind R. of now. rushing at that point to do Star Wars. Like they wanted to just put this behind them yeah. and do the new trilogy. Yeah. And then they got fired. And they and shot they themselves. Fired. Off, but yeah. 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 But they are doing a new um, a new sci-fi series on Netflix. I did talk to uh, DB uh, about it. Good, good um, luck. We'll see how that goes. Well, right? hope, uh, well, hopefully they have a writer with lots of shit to work with. I mean, as I said, I, I think they're good. They're uh, they're good adapters, but but uh, I think as as far as creators, I think I think they're they're flawed in many ways. Yeah, yeah especially but, that dark episode where they're fighting. Um, it's like it was pitch black and you could barely see anything on the screen. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. The, the, that battle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but real quick though, Mandalorian. Um, I really hope it exceeds my expectations because I already know it's going to be amazing. Um, let's see if it's even like even sets the bar a little higher and just blows us away. Like, uh, the only problem with season one of the Mandalorian is I, I like he shouldn't have taken off his helmet in season one. Really. Yeah, well, I mean, why? I mean, like, I, I think I think it should have been a build, like, you know, like I like, you know, three seasons in, you take, you're like, holy shit, that's what oh, this guy okay. looks like. Like, I mean, because like I had, I had I had you know, I mean, like you can look up the actor to see who plays and look. Like, oh, I purposely I, didn't. I read. I, I, I read. Purposely I, didn't look. I read why he has to take it off in order for him to be um, nominated for an Emmy for best actor. The actor has to show their face. That's a rule. Really. The, and yeah. as you know. The Mandalorian was nominated for an Emmy, so it's one of the, those shows. I mean, it's huge for Star Wars. But was he Star nominated Wars. for for Was he nominated for an actor though? I'm. You know what? I don't think I have to re look at the nominees. But I, don't I know think he deserved like um, I, like yeah. I, I think the show as look a whole is like and, and I think he's great, but not Emmy great. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, the fact that he was able to exude charisma and character behind that yeah. you know, mask was I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's more impressive, but I yeah. really think I, I I just feel as a story, it, 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 I think it's a better you know, into season two, I say season three reveal would have been better, but I, that that you know, nice to know that makes sense. I hate it. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I'm just like, hey, wait wait for season two for your Emmy nomination, dude. Like, yeah. stop stop being greedy. <laughs> You're still they keeping had, up. They had gold with that damn baby Yoda too. My God, like they must be. Oh, the the merchandise. The loving merchandise, that. They have yeah. to love it. That's amazing. Well, you know the original OG Mandalorian Boba Fett is one of the highlights of season two, so I think that's a big deal. And then Ahsoka Tano, if you've watched the you know, Clone Wars, um, a big character from that show will be making her live action debut on season two of Mandalorian. So it's just there's so much anticipation. That, wow. That's my 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 biggest 
probably my biggest regret ever in celebrity-ness was I was living in Los Angeles and partying like crazy like yes. every what? every day. I was there for a few and, nights of those. And, and I remember, I remember, I remember waking up one day like around 6 p.m. and I had like 30, 30 missed calls, and uh, I was requested to do a read for uh, the Clone Wars animated series. Holy! Oh fuck. wow! And 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 I missed it. Fuck! Oh, yeah. Damn, that would have been cool. Huge. Do you, do you remember what Huge. character? Yep. Dude, you regret you regret partying that night. I take it very much so. I mean, I'm sure it was a great night, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Sean, did you find out Pedro was nominated for best actor in a series? No, only the show was nominated for outstanding drama series. Okay, there it is. All for not. (laughs) And uh, I know you have to get going. Fair play, unless you want to stick around for Ariel Piper. what are you currently watching WWE and AEW, and um, what are your thoughts right now in the world of wrestling? I I can, I I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd like to say hello to Ariel, and then then I'll let you guys uh <laughs> take it from there. Uh, okay. I'm watching I'm watching I'm watching everything pretty much you know AEW NXT and uh, WWE, and uh, um, I guess. I would say going into the All Out pay per view, I was liking AEW the most. Uh, I thought the pay per view was kind of a letdown. I didn't. Uh, it was too. No one. I mean, whoever out there wants a five and a half hour pay per view, kill yourself because uh-huh. I'm like because if they're calling you for the vote, like you, you don't get to vote anymore. Like <laughs> like mail in your vote is what I need you to do. And, and it's not, well, not get there. Thank God they split WrestleMania into two nights. So what you're alluding to, the five-plus hour pay-per-view. No, the, the all-out pay-per-view was a five-hour pay-per-view but, but that's what I'm in saying. the humidity of Florida. Yeah, it, saying, I, wow. like, I, I felt the humidity in my living room going, <laughs> when will this fucking end? I mean, no, but what I was saying, yeah, I'm, that's why it's good WWE yeah. thought of that ahead of time. And yeah. did but WWE has, has dropped their pay-per-view so that, you know, that sweet spot, two hours and 45 minutes. I yeah. mean, like, like their pay-per-views have been shorter than fucking Monday Night Raw. Yes. That's a good point. Holy shit. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Wow. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is great. <laughs> uh, because um, you know, the, the pre-shows are skippable. And, you yeah. Know. But, yeah, so I just you... I, I didn't like the pay-per-view. I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, MJF, but I don't. Yes, I even I have the Burberry scarf. Do you have the Burberry scarf? Fair play. I do have a Burberry scarf. Nice. But, uh, but I, I, uh, I didn't think he was ready. For that spot, I don't. I didn't feel that anyone believed he would be champion at this time. I, I think. I think you had that same match next year at this time, potentially. Right. But like, it, you know, it, I just, you know, I like it was like I'm watching the match. Well, I'm just like, fuck. I spent fifty bucks. Like, you know, let me see the end of this thing. And and it wasn't like, you know, let me see if MJF can win. It's just like, what what are they gonna do? For Moxley to win and 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 MJF to shoot himself in the foot and you know it was Wardlow it was just like okay you know like it, it. <laughs> so so that that I just felt it was that was just anticlimactic uh, you How know about Miro the, and Brody Lee being in the part of AEW well I mean like well Brody Lee I mean like the Dark Order you 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 have Dark Dark Order who took out Cody Rhodes 
And so, you know, if you're really going to establish them as not this jobber group, you know, you're going against the, the, the nightmare family, which is, you know, Cody Rhodes's group without their leader. It should have been a, a you know, night, a night, uh, a dark order squash of the nightmare family because their, their leader is not there. And then, and you establish the, the, yeah. the dark order as, as non jobbers, you know, but the fact that they can't beat, you know, the second worst faction on the show without their leader. Doesn't show how strong they are at all. Well, the exact opposite. So, you know, I, I didn't like that. You know, uh, I was anxious. Like, I mean, I thought the best match of the year thus far, uh, I think was, or I don't even know if his last the time, time is, St- stood still and moved. It's done everything horrible. But like I thought, I thought the Young Bucks versus uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page and and Kenny Omega from earlier was the best match I've seen this year, or or if it was the end of last, whenever that was. I thought that match was the best, one of the best tag matches I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. and I just loved it. And I was hoping for something comparable with FTR and Page and Omega, and it wasn't. I thought it was kind of clunky, and 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 and, and I. I I I was it, it, non comparable to to the Young Bucks uh, Page Omega match. Okay, I think Miro is a great acquisition with AEW. Yeah, but you're, uh, you're former sticking, Rusev. Like, yeah, but but Kip Sabian you know. is, is is lower mid card at best, and right. that's how you bring him in. Probably not the best person to associate with him, but the fact that he did that really cool promo talking about the past. That's the same promo that every WWE cast off has done since Impact started. That's a good I, I heard yeah, that same fucking promo fucking 15 <laughs> years ago. Sean, is that right? <laughs> have you heard that? Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and now you have to wonder, he does the promo there. Did he forget like his wife still works for that company? Well, she went through a oh. table for that promo. Oh. So yes, yeah, she, she did. So, awesome. No, I like I if if I I mean every single like Christian Cage said that promo. D'Lo Brett, like every single WWE cast off that went to to TNA wrestling gave that same exact fucking promo. Glass ceiling, word for word. I right. mean, and and none of those guys, like, in, in, in every one of those guys, you're like, you know, I'll see why they're not there. I mean, like, it, you know, so so for him to come, I, I think they devalued Miro by putting him with Kip Sabian. And I think he devalued, uh, devalued himself even more by, by giving that played out fucking, you know, brass ring fucking promo. Well, fair play. We have to take our five minute break uh, and then bring on Ariel. Ariel Teal Piper, which is really exciting here on Below the Belt Show. We've interviewed her dad twice on BTB. And uh, Fair Play, you have a, a pass with Roddy Piper as well, which I, which is a great tie-in. Sure. So, um, so I know, Fair, you might not be staying for the duration of Ariel's interview, but if you could cut us a classic promo and let us know who you are and let us know you're on Below the Belt and throw out your plugs as usual and a Fair Play catchphrase at the end. Oh, there you go. It's Johnny Fairplay, reality TV icon and Survivor Hall of Famer, and you are checking out Below the Belt Show. That's right. It's the BTB Anniversary Show. Hey, if you want to catch me, that's no problem. Go to SurvivorNSFW.com. Hey, become a patron. Go to AdFreeNSFW.com. Get yourself a t-shirt at JohnnyFairplay.com. Don't forget, with every t-shirt purchase, you get a phone call from me, Johnny Fairplay, thanking you for your purchase. But hey, you already know that. (laughs) 
And Chachi, take us to Chachi, take it, take us to our classic cut break. Where my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Oh, that's right. Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut, where I go back into the archives and pick a classic song that ties into something going on today. Yes. So, um, actually, this past, this week right now was the 35th anniversary of the Golden Girls' first episode. Wow. Which, you know, Jeez. you know, Team with our 20th anniversary is um, kind of a cool coincidence. So I picked a song from that show. Um, the theme song? The theme song from it. <laughs> How do you know it's the theme song? <laughs> I mean, is, is there only, another song? Unless Betty, unless, uh, Betty White did a cover of WAP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't no, know any other no, Golden no. Girls song. That's probably it's DAP at too. this point. <laughs> dry. Very dry. Uh, I love Betty White. I love Betty we, White. We, we do love her. We do love Betty White. But this song actually was written by um, Andrew Gold, was the original singer, and that was covered for the Golden Girls um, TV show. Okay. And um, actually, I actually went back and watched the pilot episode um, this week, and I don't know if many of you remember, there was a, um, a fifth Golden Girl character, part of the group, on the original episode. Was she black? Was, wasn't black. It was actually oh. a gay guy. Name um, Coco. <laughs> what? So, you don't remember that? Okay, so he was actually was the cook um, for the for the um, group of ladies, and he lived in the house with them, and only yeah, lasted one episode, fun. which was the pilot. And um, the original plan was to have him as the main character, one of the main characters of the show, and um, Sophia was only going to be a reoccurring character because she wasn't a big actress at the time. She did did more Broadway and did like very few roles before right. going to girl, but she was a huge hit for the pilot. And they brought her on full time to be a full time character on the show. And just kind of axed um, Coco off um, after that. And plus it kind of ruined it where like, um, they were supposed to be like, you know, almost like um, struggling the golden girls trying to make it, you know, at that age. Yeah, so for and a live in chef kind of goes against that. Before that. Right. Right. So Coco, Became, would have been one of the pioneering gay characters back then on, on TV, but only lasted one episode. And he actually died last year. The actor um, was up in Oregon, and he his car got stuck somewhere, and he was trying to walk for help, and he like fell off, like a, fell off a cliff at, at wow. age 70. Yeah, Jesus. so um, All right. the actor Coco was dead. But this is – and that was Charles um, Levin. But this is actually – thank you for being a friend – from the Golden Girls, sung by Andrew Gold. And thank you guys here on Below the Belt Show for being a friend for these past 20 years. 20 years! Oh. <laughs> Holy shit, too 20 long. years! There's the tie-in. There's the tie-in. But yeah. enjoy. All right, we'll be back here after Classic Cut. See ya. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay this way My hat is off Won't you stand up and take 
songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Yeah, thank you for being a friend, Chachi's Classic Cut. And Andrew um, Gold, 35-year anniversary of the Golden Girls this week and 20th anniversary of us. Wow. Fair play. The Johnny Fair, if the Johnny Fairplay show from what ninety seven to ninety nine two thousand, did that go about three years? Uh, I believe so. I, I started. Uh, I think I was with uh, Lords of Pain. Right. And then it was the Johnny them, yeah. Fairplay real audio show. Them. And then it went to Two uh, X Zone, and then I think Russell Zone. I think I think it did. I think it had three three homes. Wow. But I had on a, I had, I had a, damn, I had, I know, right? Wrestlezone. I had the, the uh, Dynamite Kid as a guest back in the oh, day. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, I have, I have my 386 hard drive somewhere. I don't know how to con- get the stuff off there, but oh, I have all the audio uh, from there. So I had classic. I had Taz back in the day, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Axel Rotten, of course, and uh, the Godfather. Rest in peace, Godfather. Yeah. Sonny, uh, I think Sonny and Chris Candido, right? Sonny and Chris Candido, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So yeah, we had Chris Candido, Chris Candido, the week before he died. Oh, that, like, he, that, like he was that. talking about flying out um, oh. for that show, and then he, I think Jesus. he died from that flight. Isn't that something? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and introduce our special guest on Below the Belt show, guys. Following in her father's footsteps, Rowdy Roddy Piper, we have for the second time in Below the Belt Show. So we had our guest on maybe 10 years ago, I'd say, maybe a little more, but now she's back, guys. Wow. Wow. Ariel Teal Piper. (laughs) Hi, guys. How are you? (laughs) Ariel, it's great to have you back on Below the Belt Show. Do you remember your first interview with us? I'm going to say maybe around the time that your TMZ video hit. And then we go on to have you on. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what was this TMZ video? I'm sure I look amazing in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one, but. <laughs> well, just a, good, good to have you back, of course. I'm Al Soto. We're celebrating our Below the Belt show anniversary. Everybody, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Chachi McFly. Sean? Oh, there we go. I lost you for a minute. Uh, Sean Cradle here, Chunk Shady. Hi, Johnny Fairplay. How's it going? Ariel, I talked to you. Oh, God, you were so young <laughs> when I talked to you back in the day. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm hanging The one um, and only Johnny Fairplay. Jesus, <laughs> by the way, I haven't introduced him yet. Uh, yes. Fantastic wrestler. Uh, he's been training me kind of taking me under his wing because God knows I need all the help I can get. So, yes. So we, last we, time we, we had seen you on, Instagram pics. Yes, that's what we're going to. Yes, absolutely. So when you're on our show 10 years ago, let's just say you had no intentions of becoming a wrestler. You were focused on Hollywood singing yeah. and acting. And you were like, no, not this time. That has changed, obviously, since the last time we've had you on. And, and now you want to certainly follow in your father's footsteps of pro wrestling. What made you decide to I guess after so many years, decide that you wanted to actually give wrestling a shot. Well, you know, so in after my dad passed in 2015, um, he had been working on this book of his sort of his life story. 
And uh, unfortunately, he couldn't finish it, but he had done a lot of interviews and he, he had a chunk of his life that he genuinely couldn't remember. Um, so he had to go like to people that used to know him and interview them and be like, what was I doing during these years? You know, I guess the okay. guy had a lot. I don't know. So after he passed, his writer reached out to me and asked me to finish the book, at which point I brought my brother along because, you know, we just... I needed help. We needed both perspectives. And I really, you know, we put our heart and soul into it. It was very therapeutic. And I really realized like the passion my dad had for wrestling, especially at such a young age in the seventies. And I sort of got to know all these new little details about him that made a lot more sense in my life. Um, which by the way, the book's called Rowdy, the Roddy Piper story. It's available on amazon.com. Um, after that, I started to grow more interest in wrestling and passion and just kind of wanting to see what it was that he loved so much because he had always kept us so excluded from that side of his life. Um, now that I'm doing it, I a hundred percent understand why I've been excluded from that part of his life. God <laughs> 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 kept me away from wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. But got in the ring, it turns out I really enjoy it. So now I'm just oh, good. doing what I want to do and trying to get as good as I can, you know? Yeah, I, Ariel, I have a question. I have a question regarding the book. I I, I know that uh, back in the day, Roddy used to he had a, he had a cassette recorder and he, he was always doing like uh, uh self recording. You know, like he he talk about like you know after he'd leave the match he'd record. You know, he'd, he'd talk about it and like you know we we would learn that later Bret Hart would do the same thing based on Roddy's advice. And uh, did you use any of those tapes for the book or are those tapes still around or? So those tapes, I think most of them are with a guy named Craig Payette, who um, was out of Random House Canada. Uh, so he had gone on the road with dad. He was the editor um, of the book and, you know, sort of helping him with the story. And so he had gone on the road with dad and had a lot of these recordings. And then, you know, we felt uncomfortable keeping the book in firsthand perspective. So we changed it. You know, we reworded a lot of it because it, it just was weird. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. But those recordings are somewhere with probably with Craig Payette. Um, they were very interesting to listen to because a lot of people I've heard about, but never met. And I don't know, it was a great experience, but it's what essentially made me. Essentially made me. Interesting. Well, let's talk about let's what, talk I guess about what everyone was talking about on uh, line was your photos on Instagram yeah. and uh, your social media posts about training with Rowdy Ronda Rousey, of course, uh, former UFC superstar. Is she still a superstar? I hope so. Um, but nonetheless, you're training with Ronda. How's that been, Ariel? Um, I got some bruises, you know, <laughs> there. No, Ronda is like just super, such a nice, nice person. And obviously we come from the fa- same fighting family with uh, Judo Jean LaBelle, Uncle Jean, as we call him. Um, so I've always had nothing but love for her, um, getting in with the ring with her, you know, <laughs> I'm still, I, I feel like I'm still developing as a wrestler a lot. And so it, it's exciting to see, uh, you know, it, it's inspiring to me. Like I'll see her do certain moves. And I'll be like, Oh, that looked cool. I want to like, you know, I need to work on this or that. And then, um, Deimos here has actually been training both of us and it's, uh, yeah. So I feel, I feel over my head a little bit sometimes, but also I'm a firm believer that if you don't work with the best talent, then you're never going to get better yourself. So anytime I work with people that I think I'm better than I stop working with them and I move on because you're not going to grow. Well, she was a huge fan of your dad and inspired by him. Um, did she reach out to you or did you reach out to her for this training? 
you know, I mean, I've, let me think, uh, for training wise, um, you know, she lives out in the Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area. She has a right. farm. I'm not a big animal person. I get that from my mother. So she had invited me out to see some baby chicks and a baby cow. Um, nice. and her whole farm, by the way, she is like doomsday prepped out. Like my God, like if the apocalypse is <laughs> good for like a solid month. Um, so we just kind of hung out and, you know, I told her that with COVID and everything, it's been hard to train. Also, I don't know if you know this, but I, I had an ACL injury earlier this year. Uh, so I've been recovering from that, <laughs> which kind of makes me feel like a real wrestler to have like an actual injury, you know? So I'm like, ah, whatever. Um, so I just right got passage. <laughs> again and, you know, he found a ring and we're like, let's do it. Um, so it was sort of spur of the moment, just trying to get that ring rust off and get back into it, you know? Awesome. Have you been to Judo Jean LaBelle? Have you trained there at all? <laughs> so years ago, um, for acting purposes, I did a couple classes of his and I went to Stunts Unlimited, uh, which is a company in the stunt world. Obviously, Jean LaBelle is huge over there and, uh, you know, worked on stunts and stuff. I have not taken any classes since, although I've done a couple interviews with him and, you know, he sends me Christmas cards and books every year. <laughs> I, I, I went with Roddy one year. Uh, I, I, so... Roddy was like, he goes, uh, he goes, I talked to Judo Gene. He goes, he goes, he wants me to come by. He goes, he goes, find someone for me to wrestle. And so my, my buddy, Alex Shabani, uh, he was a Golden Gloves boxer in San Francisco. And, and, uh, oh, yeah, and, I remember Alex. And, and, and then, and then he was uh, trained by Frank Shamrock in Brazil, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And then later went on to Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so Alex is, and, and Alex is a, a smaller guy, but, you know, Definitely, he's got the credentials, and uh, and 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 Roddy is like, he goes, let's wrestle, and and Alex is like, hell yeah, he goes, I get to wrestle Roddy Piper with Judo Jean LaBelle there watching at Judo, so so we go, and immediately Roddy pokes him in the eyes, kicks him in the nuts, <laughs> fish hook. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. My buddy's just like Roddy wins. I I love Roddy, it. Roddy, like it, it, it was it was like Madison Square Garden, and and that that's what you do for the main event: poke to yeah. the eyes, kick to the nuts. I, I poke my way to a belt. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of my skill level, and I'm gonna have to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a question about Ronda using Rowdy Ronda. And I guess reaching out, I guess, to the family uh, to, you know, the use the hot rod shirt and the kilt gimmick. Um, did, were, did she contact you, Ariel, or the family? How did that go? Um, so I actually was in the room with my dad when that was happening. Um, so she, uh, she had called him. So I guess her friends called her Rowdy Ronda just to begin with. Um, and she had been training with Judo Jean LaBelle, which was essentially like a father to my dad. Um, so he, you know, they called, she said she wanted to use the rowdy gimmick for you, uh, for MMA. And so she had called him and asked, and, you know, he just heard this sweet girl on the phone and it's like anything for uncle Gene, you bet you. And, you know, he, he, uh, really respected like, uh, you know, the fact that she had been to the Olympics and was training with Jean and like, you know, really believed in her. And then obviously her MMA career just took off. And I always say that I didn't really watch MMA until Ronda Rousey stepped on the scene. And that kind of made me a little, <laughs> And uh, the I, no one was expecting her to go to wrestling. I right. Um, so I I don't know. I thought that was like really surprising when it happened. But 
uh, you know, I, I think it's really cool that she wants to honor him in that way. Awesome. So obviously all the family is all for it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, so what, what exactly happened? Uh, so it was, it was at all in where you, uh, you tore your ACL. Uh, actually I was torn before that. Okay. Oh. It was, I was very concerned <clears throat> that whole time, <laughs> that whole time. I thought it was just going to give out. Um, so I tore my ACL training before that. Um, oh, wow. May or, you know, I, I can't say who did it because I don't know if it's going to be aired on a future show or episode of wow, but wow, women of wrestling, but, um, yeah. definitely tore before that. So it was a, little, a scary match for me. <laughs> I actually watched your AEW um, All In Women's Battle Royal today. Uh, I got to get caught up. So, um, Awesome Kong went to uh, eliminate you. You went through the middle rope. So yeah. I gave you another opportunity, awesome but ODB. Kong, you just kind of go wherever she wants you to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, who had the, the, the tougher uh, elimination, uh, Awesome or ODB? I think ODB is the one that eventually ended up eliminating you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting Awesome Kong to just throw me like that. So that was a little bit shocking when I realized. Um, yeah. and I actually didn't know which rope I went through, to be honest. I heard a fan telling me I went through the middle, and I was like, guess I'm getting back in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, random guys in the front row. I like, <laughs> yeah, I saw them. Yeah, honestly, it was, it was just, I was just honored to even be in the ring with all of those people. Obviously, yes. I'm, I'm super new to wrestling, and... You know, I'm I'm trying to pay my dues over here, but uh, it was it was just such a cool first match for me, you know. And how much of a sweetheart is Awesome Kong behind behind the scenes? Oh, like absolutely. You know, she definitely takes a a bit of a locker room leader role in things, and uh, you know, she gave me great advice and you know was just introducing me to people, making sure that I you know knew what I was doing and where I was supposed to be, and so I, I really appreciated that about her. She's so sweet. I, we were in TNA together and like, uh, like, you know, I, I had seen her, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, independent footage of her. And then, and then I saw her. And, and, and so when I walk, walk into TNA and, and she's there, I'm just like, holy shit, awesome Kong. And she is like, get over here. I love you. And I'm just like, do you, do you love to kill me or what? What are you? <laughs> and she was just so aw- like, just, just an absolute, like the exact opposite of her character. I mean, like yeah. more than, more than most and it's just yeah. like oh my god is awesome kong the sweetest girl on the planet or what and so i, I hope i'm not i'm not ruining it this for awesome kong but it's yeah <laughs> when she comes out man the fans all pop for her so much she's such a powerhouse like i love having those like big dominating yeah. wrestling you know so, and uh speaking of awesome kong she was in glow that was a show i thought you would have done well in early with your oh, yeah. acting experience and, I yeah yeah few episodes um i don't really know anyone on that show otherwise i'd probably pitch myself for it yeah um, totally i think chavo guerrero helped a lot with casting oh yeah so, oh yeah i forgot about yeah. that chavo for for season three so, so being in la are you still auditioning i know we're in a pandemic but uh let's check in on your imdb you have some great uh a lot of films with your dad that you worked on which is cool yeah yeah we uh we did a lot together um yeah yeah, I don't know. We always liked working together. So anytime, you know, we were on a film, obviously, if I was like, yeah, my dad would come in for a day, like, as you try to help out films I was on or, you know, or just give me a gig or whatever. So 
there's a lot of going back and forth with us, but we always, I don't know. I learned so much from him from acting, you know, people underestimate what a good actor he was. I really think that had he got the right role and the right timing, he could have won an Oscar. He, he really became a Absolutely. Great they live should have been a choice. That was great for a while. Yeah, they live is definitely one of my more. Like, here's he great on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the character he played on there. Oh, the maniac? Yeah, the maniac, yes. <laughs> with him going over those lines. I was so excited. Oh, wow. And then I hadn't even seen the show before that, but like, I kind of started like watching it, and now I'm, I watch that show like crazy. It's great. Oh, great. Are, are you under a contract to AEW, or was that a, a one off for the, no, uh, for the battle? Um, right now, I'm not. Right now, I'm not not looking for a contract. I'm looking just to train and do what I want to do. Got it. Okay. Um, so which is, is the end game a return to AEW or NXT or WWE? I bet you guys are all wondering that. <laughs> um, I'm not the kind of person that has an end game. Right now, I want to train and get to be as good of a wrestler as I can. I really want to do the indies a little bit um, because... I think it's important before you just jump over to a major company. Um, so I'm kind of taking it day by day and opportunity by opportunity and just trying to get better. Um, I met Damos here in, what was it, March? February. February, like right before I had my knee surgery. And, um, you know, since then, we, he, he's been recovering from his own stuff. And so since then, we've been, you know, sort of collaborating. Uh, I would love to go on the road and tag team with him. I think that that would be awesome because uh, he's a great heel and I love healing out so you know that's <laughs> where my my goals are is to kind of you know get my feet wet in the indies and see what I can do that makes a lot of sense and the name you'll go by is Teal Piper yes nice awesome that's your uh, middle name of course uh yes. well Robin. our style is hard for people to remember I love so it I love it you said your dad um, pretty much shielded you from the business growing up. I mean, did he allow you to watch his matches when you were a kid? So I remember the I remember like two or three matches. One of the ones that stuck out in my mind, I think I was in sixth grade, not to give away my age, uh, but <laughs> he was wrestling Goldust, and oh. you know, I remember him like Goldust like taking off his outfit and like giving him a kiss, and I was just sitting there like. What kind of fighting is this? Like I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> match around that time with Hogan, and I remember just being so mad because he had just had hip surgery. He wasn't supposed to be back, and right. you know, they're like hitting his hip. And I have, you know, it's it's weird growing up in wrestling. Like you know, kids at school like pick on you, tell you it's fake, and then your dad comes home injured, and then everybody right. cheers when he gets injured, and or like when he's getting beat up. So like as a kid, it was like really upsetting for me. So at that point, my parents were like, okay, they don't get to watch this anymore. Oh, wow. So I didn't, so then I like kind of caught up when I got older and understood entertainment better. Yeah. Well, definitely one of the greatest heels like ever and one of the greatest on the mic of all time. Yeah, the, the, the best was, uh, I, I, so, so like Roddy, the, the feud with Roddy and, and, and Hulk was so many real levels to that uh, throughout the years. And, and, and Roddy like basically protested and said, you know, I won't take a pinfall to this guy. So, mm -hmm. you know, like either Roddy would walk out or, or, you know, win by a chicane or like Hulk Hogan never pinned Roddy Piper. And mm -hmm. so uh, on a SmackDown, Mr. America pinned Roddy Piper. So yes. I asked Roddy, I can learn just like Roddy, what, you know, I thought, I thought Hogan never, he goes, you can't prove it was him under the hood. 
he was very smart you know he knew uh he knew because he came from a tough era you know before wwf existed and you know he knew that if somebody buried him one week he wouldn't have a job the next week and he was very good at knowing how to get over with the crowd not the people not the promoters you know he would get over with the crowd so that no matter what they had to bring next week and you know, I I always try to remember that and and study that. I mean, he was just a genius when it comes to psychology. Hey, Ariel, I'm um, Sean Cradle on this call here. Um, he works for MCW and actually um, had the final uh, appearance of um, Piper's Pit. Can you talk about that, Sean? Yeah. So it was, uh, I believe it was. I'm gonna say July 14th or July 15th. Uh, we we had him uh, here in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, appear and do a Piper's Pit. Uh, with some of the local talent and former WWE writers were involved with that. And uh, he really connected uh, with the wrestlers there to the point where he watched everyone's matches. Uh, He gave everyone advice and he actually took people's phone numbers and said, call me because I want, I want to help you. And he was very serious about that. And that following week, he actually called a lot of, a lot of the students and talked to them. Wow. Uh, uh, different things. So he was, you know, you, we we get a lot of guests that come in and out, but he was very committed to helping the future of the business. That's amazing. I always felt that he he wanted to help the future of the business as well, yeah. both you know, long term careers for guys, and you know, if he didn't have respect for you or didn't think you deserved to be there, he would certainly let you know it. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, he I think when he respected somebody, he would he would genuinely try to give them any knowledge he had and help them, you know, get over and the best he could. Um, which, you know, I don't think you see a lot and especially in wrestling. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's something that I always respected with him. And he passed away two weeks later, right, Sean? Yes, that's correct. Right at the, uh, the end of the month, I believe. Correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was the end of the month. Yeah. It's depressing. Thanks for asking about that. Yeah. Way to go, Sean. Yeah, that's a really downer <laughs> conversation. The energy. <laughs> that was great to hear stories about him, though. It is. I, I really, yeah. now that he's passed, I appreciate so much when people come up to me and tell me, you know, when they met him or how he affected their lives, et cetera, Absolutely. because, you know, it, it keeps them alive. So I really enjoy hearing that now. <laughs> and it means a lot to us, Ariel, for you being on the show, because Roddy was on our show twice, and now you're, you're on our show twice. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's so all very one more. That way, I can say I beat a record of very serendipitous. So, when you're when you have your let's just say your AEW television debut, let's theoretically, okay. who do you want to go in the ring with first in AEW? Mm. I don't know that I should answer that to be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, okay, changing the promotion to WWE. I don't, yeah. First, uh, there's a lot of people I would work with. I'm also a big believer of not opening my mouth and putting, you know, walking into something that I'm not ready for. Or, you know, if I tell you somebody AEW or WWE, it's going to become a whole thing on the internet. And so, you know, the truth is, both those companies I think have very talented people, and I'd be lucky to work with any of them. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to. What do you think? Here's the idea I'm pitching I think would be awesome. 
whatever uh, whatever promotion you join, there should be a second generation multi match. Um, with like, be- if you're WWE, you'd you'd be in the ring with Charlotte. You'd be in the ring with Natty Neidhart. If you're Obviously. in a you, 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 right, yeah. <laughs> I think a second generation um, like. Greatest of all time, second generation uh, women's wrestler would be a, a way to sell that. I think that would be awesome. That would be a yeah. I mean, that would be freaking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, right now I'm just trying to focus on getting as skilled as I can so that I win things when I do show up there. All right, so awesome. You're, you're constant on your training. You're 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 uh, you're training as a heel. I feel like naturally I'm a heel. Everyone. You know, I have a big smile and I'm nice, so people think I'm baby face, but I'm really like a, a shitty person, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just uh, don't see it. So I think naturally I, I'm, I'm a heel. Uh, I also love to cheat. I cheat at board games. I've cheated at all sorts of things in life. So, you know. <laughs> cheated on an ex-boyfriend, maybe? <laughs> as a heel, even when I'm trying to be a baby face. I can see that. I can see that. Now, what kind of gimmick are, are ideally would you like to have? Well, <laughs> um, you know, I've bounced that around a lot. Uh, of course, everybody in media is like, you know, wear like a little kilt or like, right. this, you know, I am trying to stay as far away from that as I can because okay. it's there's already a big enough shadow cast on me as my dad's kid. And I think that it's kind of disrespectful for me to come out with like his gimmick. Uh, he, I don't think he would like that. So you know, I feel that it's important that I, I do my own thing and make my own thing because I'm not trying to be the next Roddy Piper. There never will be, you know, and it's it's silly to pretend that that's even possible. So I'm, I'm trying to focus on um, things I want to do as an artist. Um, and that's that's kind of how Damos and I started partnering up is because we have very yes. similar ideas with gimmicks and what we want to do in the ring. Um, essentially purge it. There's a lot of snowflakes in wrestling nowadays. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dave, like... Dave- teal colored teal colored plaid oh yes i have been doing teal plaid for a lot of stuff as sort of my nod um i'm not doing a kilt or a skirt or anything but i try to incorporate that where i can yeah Yeah. i know like like uh what's got flying brian jr uh i at one time he was rocking i think he was rocking brian pillman's hollywood blondes vest maybe i don't know he was rock, he was rocking one of brian pillman's vests and uh i think like stone cold was just like you know maybe you shouldn't be rocking that <laughs> oh wow well that makes a lot of sense <laughs> we haven't talked too much to Damos. Damos, what's up buddy uh first of all how long have you been involved with uh, pro wrestling i think this is my 16th year yeah being nice. in this yeah. Nice, nice, nice. What promotions uh, have you worked uh, closely with over the years? Oh man. Um, I, I mean, I've I mean, I've worked independents all over the world. Um, I was I broke in with uh, Nikolai Volkov actually. Oh, um, cool. I've been from to Maryland. From Maryland. Zone. Yeah. yeah. Ultimate Zone. Yeah. Ultimate Zone. There was a company out there called Kaida Pro. Uh, way back in the day, that competed, I think, with. Bone Breakers? Bone Breakers. There you go. Yeah. 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 Wrestling MCW. Right. Yeah. Mark, Mark the Shark and... and yeah. <laughs> Axel Rotten. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Actually, yeah. Axel Rotten. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. Uh, Punishment? Yeah. I mean, I've worked... Uh, you know, I've been an extra many times of uh, pretty much every company there is. Uh, I've worked in Japan for Zero One. 
and Noah. Um, I recently started working with Impact until I broke my neck uh, in December. So that's why we've been kind of rehabbing together and figuring things out. <laughs> We're, quarantine happened like right after yeah. all this. So we've literally been like quarantine and rehabbing together for months. There you go. Are you two a couple? I don't like talking about my private life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. I get it. I get it. But um, yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, wrestling both in the ring and in the bedroom could be yeah. an interesting uh, dynamic. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we kind of really because uh, you know her dad was a, a big mentor of mine um, when I was working and he was still working around and. Um, so when he passed and me and her crossed paths, it was kind of like easy to, he, he very quickly picked up on a lot of things I wasn't doing right. (laughs) So I think it was like, sweet Jesus, someone help this kid. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, uh, have you thought about your finisher, um, that you want to (laughs) like, I mean, obviously everyone wants me to go to the sleeper hold. I'm not (laughs) yet. Um, you know, you guys will have to see. Um, but it is definitely a contender to be my finisher. I think I think naturally you have to kind of develop as a wrestler to figure out what that's going to be. So yeah. I'm not, not hard set on anything specific, but I think it'll happen as uh, I have more matches. No right one on. else is using a sleeper right now, right? Yeah. That's a good point. No. No, not really. It's um, available. I mean, you know. You, available. There you go. I think everyone's, maybe everyone thinks I'm going to do it. <laughs> they're saving it for you yeah do you, do you feel uh, all the acting experience you've had has helped with promos uh i for sure i mean i yeah. think anything i can walk in the ring with confidence as far as mic skills go um yeah. and a lot of improv and things like that and i think it also gives me a different approach to promos um you know acting de- wrestling's explosion acting's implosion Personally, I think it's more interesting if you kind of mix the two. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it definitely gave me a lot of things that, you know, most people come into this as athletes, and I kind of came into it as more of a mic person. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting because obviously you have, like, John Cena and The Rock, who initially started in wrestling, and now they're, you know, movie mm-hmm. movie stars. And, and you have your experience in, in movies and film not wrestling initially, and then now you're trying wrestling. So I know, that's kind of cool. Wrestlers like, why would you come this way? We want to go that way. Like, right. go- <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna be a wrestler now. <laughs> do you, do you sure think though. that? Do you think women of wrestling was probably like the the best place for you to start? Like, I mean, because it, it's so theatrical versus well, wrestling. I'm like a for the top kind of dramatic person, so I actually really love the theatrics of it and then uh, sort of the old school gimmicks that they bring into it. I think it was a great place for me to start, especially because, you know, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with things. I wasn't committed to leaving LA, but I wanted to, you know, find somewhere that I could train and kind of take my first bumps and see how I was feeling. And and since then, of course, now I'm like full speed ahead in every fucking direction. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. No, you can say whatever the fuck you You want here. (laughs) Just like the old shit, you can say whatever. They're like, you can come bump here. We don't care. And I was like, okay, guess I'll try it out here. Um, right. And now I'm, I just want to train, you know, as much as I can and uh-huh. get as good as I can. Uh, let me tell you, boys play harder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that that's, uh, getting body slammed is like a whole nother like four feet down now for me. So that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but obviously Rhonda, she's a little tough because you alluded to having bruises, right? Oh yeah, Rhonda. Rhonda is no joke. I can tell she's <laughs> a little light on me when we train. Oh uh, okay. Tell she like she's hitting like him harder than she's gonna hit me, um, which is so sweet of her because I know I'm the only person. She's like, oh, I don't want to hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> she's laid in a few times though, uh, so you know, uh, she's she's just so great to train with. Um, awesome. Vibe wise, like we just we we get along and it's a very positive experience. Yeah, that's like, amazing. Did you work with Tessa Blanchard at all in uh, women in wrestling? Um, so, you know, obviously COVID shut us down. We were about to shoot the new season when, uh, when COVID hit. So I haven't got to spend any like real quality in ring time with her um, yet. <laughs> um, I have worked with her a little bit on like a promo or two. So I, I don't really know her that well, to be honest. Okay. And Errol, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, has Rhonda mentioned or alluded to Missing the WWE. I don't think I should talk about her life. Uh, okay. <laughs> totally fair. Totally. <laughs> that question. Um, uh, that's fair. Right on. Wow. So, guys, the amazing Errol Teal Piper, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us here on Below the Belt Show. It was amazing um, to have you back. And, uh, yes, quite an internet stir, uh, you know, breaking the internet. That to happen. I was just happy to be in a ring again. <laughs> yeah. Nice, you know. All over the media. Of, of, with the, And that's how I saw, you know, decided to reach out to you. It was like, oh, wow. She's the perfect guest to have on for our anniversary Thanks show. So, me and definitely do it a third time so I can see it. Say heck it. yeah! Well, you're ready to make your TV debut. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and before we let you go, for old times' sake, if you could cut us a promo, let us know who you are. Uh, let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out a catchphrase, plug, whatever you want at the end. Plug. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I'm Teal Piper, and you're watching Below the Belt. Uh, hope you guys tune in to Wow Women of Wrestling. Check out my book, Rowdy, the Roddy Piper Story, on Amazon.com. Follow me on Instagram, at Ariel Teal Tunes, or Teal Piper. I have a lot of names because I just, you know, you got to change your identity sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Ariel, wow. Thank you so much for an amazing interview. You look amazing, too, by the way. Gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> thought about it a lot real hard and then I went with dry shampoo, so I'm glad you know. <laughs> Damos, thanks for uh joining us as well. Yes, yeah, so and you're gonna be seeing a lot more of us uh tag teaming here soon, so look out for that. Also, uh official Damos on Instagram if you guys want to give him a follow and uh see All right. he's torturing me right now. Yeah. All awesome. Right. All right, Errol. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Ariel Teal Piper, guys. She was great. Amazing, amazing. And uh, Fair Play also has to uh, leave us uh, now yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, I know you record your podcast six days a week. Is that true? I mean, I, I feel like I'm doing a podcast every day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got uh, uh, Cobra Kai coming up. Uh, well, I got, I got Big Brother eviction okay. episode at survivor nsfw tomorrow followed by cobra kai season one on friday oh, wow. and then back uh monday night uh for uh big brother again we uh also we, we've had coverage of world's toughest race from amazon prime 
Um, it's uh, and then of course our ad-free NSFW.com content. We do a weekly Q and A. We have a weekly trivia contest and stuff like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. And uh, but you know, I uh, really appreciate you know all the support that we get. So it's uh, it's fun. And That's we appreciate awesome. you being on below the belt show. A real old seeing Ariel all growing up now. It, it's kind of kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I talked. Uh, I don't know, like a, like a to a fourteen year old uh, yeah. Ariel back in the day. So yeah. right. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Um. Oh, really quick, fair because I know you're a big uh, Tiger King fan. What do you think of Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars? I, I know did you not were... watch. I was. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, that that was what Monday night. Yeah, it was Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we. Uh, I watched. Uh. Well, I. I. I uh. I had not watched Sonny's Big Brother episode, so I watched that Monday, and then right after we we did the uh, we we recorded our podcast with uh, Rachel Swindler from yes. uh, uh, what BB fifteen sixteen one of those one of the, one of those numbers, right? And uh, so you know by then and and posting and editing you know all that stuff uh, we were looking at uh, uh, around midnight. So no, I'm I'm good. I mean I mean I uh, I watched. <laughs> See, the thing about Tiger King is I listened to the podcast like a year ago and, you know, I I, uh, I kind of envisioned him looking more like Russell Hance because like, you know, just hearing like it was just like, oh, right. this scumbag. And, uh, you know, and then to find out it looks like me. It was like, oh. <laughs> I think I know your Halloween costume this year, right? Yeah, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to Shawn Michaels. Oh, like, you're going really? to Shawn yeah, okay. I got the I got the WrestleMania 12 outfit. So, okay, there you go. Actually, just ordered yesterday. Yeah. And oh, borrowing uh, a pretty, pretty good replica winged e- winged eagle. So pretty, pretty excited. Awesome. That's great. So, wow. But awesome. but uh, but yeah. Um, but no, the, the I thought the podcast was actually. I mean, I, I thought the show on Netflix was really good. I think I think it was entertaining. But I I think they did a better job telling the story uh, on the podcast, uh, which is ah. just a, a search uh, Joe Exotic uh, on. Right. Uh, podcast or whatever and and uh it's uh it's really it's 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 I, I think it i think it gives you a couple extra layers uh, okay and i mean you, you don't get some of the other characters that you get mm-hmm. with the netflix special which you know which i think you know those other characters you know the 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 guy in, in myrtle beach i think is amazing and and you know the guy with the dutch boy haircut and the and the, and the jet ski so you you, yeah. you do not get those characters but but you get it like uh like when when Joe uh when Joe Exotic uh who's who's the millionaire that, that wore the same outfit every day uh the the, the Oakley uh <laughs> I forgot his name but I know you were talking okay. about so when that guy is wearing a wire Joe knows what he means like it, it's not like uh <laughs> basically like like the guy wears the wire and Joe's you know and the guy's like hey you know tell me about you know like like remember when we were talking the other day about you wanting to kill Carol and uh, he was like, no, you were sitting right there at that desk and you went on. You, you showed me Google Maps. I didn't even know how Google Maps worked. And then you showed me Google Earth and you said how you could you could go down there and you could. And, and the guy's like, no, that's OK. Like, <laughs> so Joe, I mean, just immediately, Joe, because like I don't yeah. think Joe Exotic is smart, but street smarts. He has it in spades and yeah. like streets like he comes there is like. 
this dude's wearing a wire. And he was just like, watch this. And, I mean, just oh. immediately was just like, you're a killer. <laughs> Tell me about how you're the killer. Not ask well, how me I'm the killer, how you's the killer. <laughs> well, what about Carol uh, on Dancing with Stars, but a commercial aired yeah. where the family of Carol's missing husband yeah. uh, wanted to, I guess, just reignite that case, um, yeah. the missing persons case. Um, and it aired locally in Florida markets, I believe. Yes. A yes, few other wow. states, but I think that's pretty crazy. During Carol Baskin's Dancing with the Stars debut, they chose to air that commercial. About... Well, I mean, where else would you air it? Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so no. So as I said, like, uh, but go. I mean, if if you like that story, as I said, I I think that that podcast is. Uh, it, it, I think it does a better job telling the story. Wow. And which got Mitchell Olson from. Um, uh, Survivor, uh, the Australian Outback, season two of the U.S. version of Survivor. Yes, yes. Uh, he has been in, in, in correspondence with Joe Exotic uh, uh, throughout his his, his, his jail terms uh, thus far. Oh, wow. Uh, like, uh, Joe keeps writing, he's just like, talk to Kim Kardashian. Uh, oh, she, yeah, she, yeah. Pardon, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, he feels that Kim K is his ticket out of the slammer. Yes. Yeah, if he gets out of jail, he'll be so entertaining. Oh, my God, please. I mean, like, I I don't I, I don't know. It sounds like they found dead bodies there on, on, on the oh, property boy. now. I don't care anymore. We need this. I mean, 2020 has been a shit yeah. year. Yeah. We need some entertainment. Well, yeah. we have uh, Nicolas Cage is the newest actor announced to report to play Joe Exotic on, right. um, yeah, did you hear about that? He's going to play Joe Exotic in a, another scripted um, series, I believe. I think Kate McKinnon is doing Carol Baskin in a film, and then Nicolas Cage is doing a series. So they're going to do two different Tiger King iterations, which is, I think it's a lot, but. Yeah, and once again, I say just listen to the podcast, you'll be set. Very good. <laughs> awesome. Well, Fairplay, thank you so much for joining into BTB's 20th, man. Yeah. Thank you. Happy anniversary, guys. Definitely thank a you. Our top, a lot, lot of our, fun. Our top reoccurring guest ever. Yes. Well, gotta be. Yeah, if there's some, some records you don't want to break. And <laughs> <laughs> only I could switch places with Teal Piper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least Damo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he was very he, he was very animated tonight, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, if uh, I was him, if I if he's doing what I think he's doing, he should have a, a grin from ear to ear for yeah. being with being with her. I, I think he's I think he's doing what you think he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing. Yep. All right. All right. Good, All right for Good for him. Thanks so much, buddy. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. That was Johnny Fairplay, guys. Survivor icon. Great to have him back. Served as a guest and a guest co-host with Ariel Teal, which is awesome, guys. So uh, history with um, Roddy Piper. It was great to have him on there interviewing Piper's daughter. I think she's going to have a huge career. I mean, you you tell me that Vince wouldn't love to get um, her on um, WWE. Like Roddy Piper's daughter. I mean, she's she's beautiful. I mean, the name, I, the name's there. Yeah. Hopefully the, she's the talented. Blood. Yep. Yeah. She, she already pro- proven she can act because I saw her promo yeah, on she's, Women's Wrestling. She's good on the mic. Like that's important. Wrestling, she's got to get there. So you know, obviously she's just at the Battle Royal. We can't really judge her. I mean, even her as a even her as a manager, if she doesn't get get to be the best wrestler, she can even be a manager on the mic. Right. I think that'd be great. Yeah. To manage 
man of some of these um may have, have like a heel faction of um, women wrestlers yeah i think would be great bring the hill back the hill manager yeah right sean yeah but vince doesn't want that managers uh, other than selena vega you know i mean you have to go to AEW if you want to be a manager uh, that's a lost art in wwe because i mean that there's so many wrestlers who I paid attention to because, like, Bobby Heenan was, was managing them because Slick was managing them or Mr. Fuji was managing them. You know, Freddie Blassie, Captain Lou Albano, like, all these people who I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have cared about otherwise but because these great, um, you know, some of the best managers in history were managing them. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I look forward to their matches. Yeah. Well, I think since we're in the topic of wrestling, let's go into a few wrestling headlines with right. Sean Cradles. Theme song, and then we'll, we'll uh, circle yes. back to Anderson. My favorite theme song. Oh, it's your favorite theme song? So here we go. It is time for the wrestling news with Chunk Shady. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Hi, my name is. My name is. My name is. Chunk Shady. My name is. My name is. My name is. Chunk Shady. Wow, Eminem, Sean. Wow, that's where yeah, yeah he's the he's the slim shady. You're the chunk shady. Who created that? Yeah. Theme song? That is a great job. Whoever created that awesome theme song. Yeah, right. I mean, I have some tidbits. I mean, I can mention it. I mean, Sean, I doubt you prepared a wrestling uh, um, news bit for us, but uh, you just uh, no, I guess I your knowledge is all up here. So <laughs> <laughs> wrestling encyclopedia, right? Yeah, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, um, Cody, um, I guess he has been missing from AEW due to um, hosting a new show called Go Big Show, right? Yes. On TNT? Uh, Snoop, Snoop Dogg's on that show, too, I believe, right? Rosario Dawson, Jennifer Nettles, and Cody. Wow, this is wow. crazy. Um, I think it's wow. really cool. He's kind of like branching out in entertainment, and we're seeing the side of Obviously, I think he was on Arrow, wasn't he? Because him and Stephen Amell yes. became buddies, yeah. So um, this is a kind of unique show. I mean, it's it's not your typical singing and dancing talent show. It's supersized talents, monster truck drivers, alligator trainers, archers, things like that. Damn. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a weird. It's like America's Got Talent on steroids. It's a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. You think you think it will last? It's kind of weird. It's kind of I don't know what kind of audience it's gonna get. Um, or, does, or does it fall into like that, like that uh, lip sync battle type of audience? It's too. The, I mean, the the type of talent they're looking for is just so obscure. I mean, right. archers, alligator trainers. I mean, it, it will still be entertaining. It's just you know, it's not your typical. The people that tune into America's Got Talent. I, I don't know. Would they? Or, you know, and, and the voice, and will they tune into this show? I don't know, but uh, I don't know. And uh, it just seems like with WWE or wrestlers in general, they make good hosts. Like the Miz is doing great with Cannonball now. John Cena is going to host a Wipeout revival along with Nicole Byer. So I think that's that's kind of cool. Um, but um, what do you think of like Sasha Banks though? Um, circling back to Sasha Banks being on the Mandalorian. Um, I think that's pretty awesome that she's branched out. There's like so many questions about that because people are asking, how does she get the role? 
was WWE involved? Was Snoop um, involved? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah, because you know, like they want like producer credit if if yeah. No, so oh, yeah. is it going to be Sasha Banks' name on there, or is it going to be Mercedes? Because if it's Mercedes, then you know it's not WWE involved. Right. That would be interesting so, to see. We'll see what happens. I I will hope that. I mean, they were talking about the Jedi, the um sorcerers, when they showed her. So I don't I don't know if that's timing creatively to hide who she's going to be or they did that on purpose to show wow sasha banks a jedi i mean really that's just wild <laughs> that's just completely wild um so yeah so the next wwe pay-per-view is class of champions we've got a couple matches already um set for that um i'm really i just don't know where they're going with jay uso versus roman reigns i mean seriously give them I, credit I, though it's different it's different but man, Jay has not established himself as a single star. I mean, I know they're cousins. No, that's kind of cool. okay. So, so think about this: he fights Jay, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say Jimmy comes back. Now he fights Jimmy. A little switcheroo, or you mean? Wow, well, or the few like with the Bella Magic kind of thing, or no? Right? Oh, but right. Here's the thing: if you're gonna fight your family. Isn't there one more member of the fam? Who? Wow. Who? Who? Who's an active wrestler that's not in the? That hasn't been. The Rock. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there a build up. Go. A build up for WrestleMania 2021. Hey, why not? Uh, All Rock has to do is win the Royal Rumble, come out number thirty, and win it. Oh, snap. That's an interesting tie-in, but I mean... And, hey, where's WrestleMania this year? It's in Los Angeles. It's in SoFi Stadium, yes. Yes. New home. That's right. New home of uh, LA Rams. Yeah. But what do you think of Roman Reigns' heel turn? So, uh, And, of course, being associated with Paul Heyman now. Should have happened a long time ago. And I think there was a rumor that that was the plan at WrestleMania 31. That oh. Paul was going to turn on Brock and go with Rome. Really? But they, but they opted to do the Seth Rollins briefcase cash-in instead, and then that's the finish that you got. Interesting, interesting, yeah. I mean, can so you get a cancer? On hold. That's been on hold for a long time, and with Brock now, who doesn't have a contract, by the way, you know, Paul's just sitting there getting paid to do nothing. So this is a perfect scenario. So the other big ah. main event uh, is the ambulance <laughs> match, or they say in Baltimore, ambulance match for the WWE <laughs> title. <laughs> are, you make, are you making fun of our accent? I, I sure make do. fun of the Baltimore accent. Uh, Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton. Now, if Randy is not cleared medically, then we'll see... Keith Lee with his horrible theme music uh, replacing uh, <laughs> Randy. But what are your thoughts on either Drew Wait. McIntyre or uh, versus Randy Orton or Keith Lee uh, match? I hope it is Keith Lee. Really? Why not do something different, man? We we, we already did see Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. We did see that. Yeah. Um, do you think Keith Lee's push is a little early? I think it, I just think it's a tad early, man. 
What do you, it, no, because what are you going to do? If you, everyone says if you wait, if you wait, you're going to miss it. So they're pushing him right from the start. He could have feuded with um, Apollo Cruz, the U.S. title, MVP, yeah, and the Hurt Apollo's Business. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm put, he, the moment he stepped into the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and stood face to face with Brock Lesnar, you knew Vince was like, there's my guy. He had, to Brock, been a, had to have been a big guy like Drew. Oh, and even Brock, you saw Brock's reaction. He's like, oh, okay, this guy. Right. So, yeah. You, you got to look eye to eye, Brock. There's no way they're going to push a Finn Balor type over on Brock yeah. Lesnar. So, it, Drew had to be. Yeah, that was a choice. That was a choice right there. So, But that's on September 27th. More matches will be announced for Clash of Champions. Um, what do you think about Raw Underground? The, the shoot style matches. I'm still trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> is, that like, is that like the brawl for brawl? Well, for all? it's not. Oh, like, so it's, like, it's, it's not like fight club. It's, it's like an underground fight club. club. Yeah. But they try to throw realism in it, but it's it's not. It's still predetermined. Yeah. I, it's it's definitely not brawl for all, which was completely legit. That was which complete, was a train wreck for them. Complete shoot fighting. Yeah. Like Doctor Death. Yeah, but it's a cool it's a cool it, concept. Yeah, Brawlfall injured more people than it helped. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know, Raw under yes, it's different. It's not really helping in the ratings at all. Though it, it's weird. SmackDown's ratings are higher than Raw's now. I really? Think, well, you Did know you what? Did you ever think that would happen? Yes, no. I think it's on purpose, Sean, because of once they moved to Fox, I noticed that people that were in the draft that went to SmackDown were huge names. Although Raw had more names because it's a three-hour show, I you know you know Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, The Miz, you know um, all these huge names were on SmackDown. I knew that's where they were going with it. They wanted the the the, the big names to be on SmackDown. No, there there are big names on Raw, no doubt. But yeah. I think that's what they were doing when they moved to Fox. I think they really wanted to make SmackDown the A show. Yeah. You you think and, so too? And- and the audience has determined that too. Yeah. Because they're right now, I mean, they're getting over they got the highest ratings they had since pre COVID. Really? See? So yeah. So right now, I mean, they're in good spot. Meanwhile, Raw's ratings are continuing to dip. And I and think no one understands why. I think that's why they brought Mandy Rose over to Raw. Just out of nowhere, they do this storyline trade that Miz calls in a favor, and Mandy Rose is one of the hottest WWEs. I mean that in terms of looks and in just name value right now. Everybody I, loves I don't Rose. Understand, I don't understand that move because isn't she with Otis? That's gonna ter- yeah, that's gonna break up the the relationship between uh, it, you know unless they want to move Otis too, which I don't see happening, and I certainly don't see her doing two shows. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with the relationship and that was actually helping Otis get over and he's got yes. the briefcase. So and he got the briefcase. Mandy was the key for that, for, for Otis to get that push. But I don't know what they're going to do, frankly, after that. I really don't. Um, I don't either. There is a uh, mystery ro- woman on SmackDown on Fox, which a lot of people are alluding to Carmella, but. I don't know. Could it be somebody else? Do you think it's Carmella? I thought it was her, but it could be somebody else. Somebody from NXT, maybe? Another call-up? 
Yeah, they said everybody from maybe Chelsea Green, um, maybe uh, Dana Brooks' return, even Eva Marie, who's rumored to return as well, was another name that was thrown around. But uh, I mean, Car- Carmel has been off, you know, off TV for a while. I mean, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. You know, they never capitalized on the heat Eva, Eva Marie got. No. Dude, she was a heat magnet. Come on. And they go and release her, right? I yeah, don't everybody it. hated her. I mean, like, why not push her to the moon? I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah I'm real surprised at how great the wrestling um, women's division is now on wrestling. Like, did yeah. you ever think in your life that you see WWE have this many great, talented um, women workers? Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, mean, I believe that peak was... Would you ever believe Becky that women would main event WrestleMania? Exactly. Becky no, and Ronda. no. Becky and Ronda was the peak, and I hope one of them or, or one of them returns soon just to bring up the heat. To I mean, the- TNA really dropped the ball on their women's division because they had the yes, best women around, and they mm-hmm. kind of put them forefront before WWE did. Yeah, you know, they back did. When WWE was still, like, you know, getting past the bra and panties um, era. Yeah. Which I do still miss. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. In some ways, yeah. <laughs> but today's woke era. And S- Sasha's pushing for Evolution 2 pay-per-view. I would think huh. that would be great. If if Ronda returns, I think that would be amazing. Do you need Ronda to do the show? No, but I think that think definitely have, helps. You don't think they have the women to do it? I think you need a Becky Lynch or um or Ronda Rousey, oh, quite frankly. Pregnant. Yeah, I know. She's pregnant, so <laughs> it's gonna be a while before she she's gonna return. I mean, we're talking like superstar, like like Sasha's and, and Bailey are fantastic. Alexa Bliss, one of my favorites. I love her. Um, you know, the but I don't know that star level um, that Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey brought to the women's division. You know, Charlotte Flair has been gone for a while, so she could be somebody that could could be. Uh, possibly main event that uh, Evolution Two pay per view. Where has she been at? She had a surgery, some kind of elective surgery, yeah. I believe. Yeah, she had elective implant. Surgery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for implants or something. Yeah, I think I think she's a better worker than she had any right to be. I mean, she's always going to be like in Ric Flair's shadow, but well, I mean, she's she's holding her own, I think. Yeah. yeah, remember it wasn't her dream; it was her. She's following her brother's dream. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> Well, best, one of the brothers he did was um, Stacy Keebler. Well, he's he's oh, alive Dave. and well, but the younger brother passed away. Yeah, Reed passed oh, away. Oh, yeah, David. You're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, David. David we we all saw David. And, yeah, he I just mean, didn't have the skills, a, and I guess he's in another industry right now. And the charisma, yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? What, he's in another industry. I'm sure, no longer in uh, the wrestling industry. Um, so they're bringing back a lot of factions, Sean. Um, first of all, the Retribution faction, which a lot of people are comparing to, like, the Radical Antifa. I don't know if you see that tie-in, you know, with the mask, the spray paint, and the chaos, and all that shit. But I, I don't, don't either, but they kind of threw that out there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Molokov cocktails and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Everything's got to be political now. Yeah, I know. Um, well, well, Vince, some, well, Vince has always been games. that way. I mean, Vince has always took modern, like current events, and like somehow shoehorned them into wrestling. Remember the whole like, um, what was it called? The um, 
the um, right to censor, the RTC. Oh yeah. Yeah, that got really political as well. Yeah. So I think it, I think it was a, a okay tie-in, I guess. You know, um, the you know rioters, I guess. Um, so there was ru- the rumored names. Are these confirmed names or rumored names that I'm reading that are part of Retribution? Um, Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, Shane Thorne. Um, also rumored uh, Mojo Raleigh and The Miz, but that's just a rumor. That's who it looks like, right? I mean, that might be who's playing the character now, but when they take the mask off, it'll probably be somebody different. Really? Who's your money on, though? But, well, they're giving you little hints along the way. Like, okay, so The Miz, for example, right? Mm-hmm. He was late running in when everybody else got beat up. Oh. He just happened to show up last when it was all Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, you know, somebody tried to say, oh, one of the guys, it was Roman Reigns in a mask. You can tell by the body shape and the shoulder and all this other stuff. Right. Who knows who it's going to be? And I Dominic, just hope is, they Dominic is about as big and tall as Roman Reigns, so that's probably who that was, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Dijakovic, but when they actually take the mask off, who knows what it's going to be at this point. Okay. The other fact you know, is... There... Okay, go ahead. What's pretty funny is like I don't recognize hardly any of these names you're talking about, so like, remember back in the day, I'd always beat you guys with our picks every month for the pay-per-view? Yeah. I think you smart. guys could finally beat me with the picks. You were good with the <laughs> picks, with the pay-per-view picks. I said fall wrestling, like, super... Do you watch, like, I was... do you watch NXT? No, I don't watch anything now. Um, you did win a lot. You did. Win I, a lot. I would read all the um, backstage news. I knew like right. where the storylines were going. Like it was I, pushed. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I haven't watched it in so long, and like you know, I, I don't know who anybody is now. Who loses on Raw will win at the pay per view. You know, yeah. there's little clues like that. You know that you're but, used but, to. Once in a while, like who was it that always like would would pick the opposite of rookies' picks and, and win? <laughs> oh, that was the HPIC. <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> just every every show he just picked whatever. Ah, rookie because picked rookie was the worst. He was the worst yeah. of the picks. I wish. And like and like HPIC would um would win. I forgot all yeah. the yeah. just now. I only we have... put all this thought into it, and he just go, yeah, whatever rookie pick, I'd do the opposite. Yeah, and he would win. Yeah. <laughs> I only have four matches. So when the the completed card for Clash of Champions gets released, I think it'll be fun to bring back the picks just for the anniversary, you know? Yeah. So why don't we do we circle back on that? <laughs> I think it'll be a lot of fun. Just I would lose so hard. <laughs> for shits and giggles. All right, so the, the other problem. big... Yeah, I'll pick the opposite of rookie. <laughs> the, the other big faction is um, the Hurt Business. People are calling them Nation of Domination too, Sean. What do you what do you, what do you think of the Hurt Business? Don't say that the MVP. No. No. And here's the thing: they were actually going down that route. If you saw, yeah, Ron uh, Simmons and Mark Henry were talking to them, and then they just decided not to include them at all. Yep. Like it, they're gonna do something totally separate. So it's not Nation 2.0. Uh, but I like it because those guys need it. They need each other right now. I think so too. I think it it works. And Shelton was on the sidelines until the hurt business, so it's good to see Shelton in a more prominent role. He's such he's so talented in the ring, you know. Uh, you talk about BCB. Shelton started there when we started. 
Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. His, de- his debut was when BTB debuted. Holy shit. That's interesting to think about. And then the world's, I remember talking about the world's greatest tag team back then. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, oh, Booker T tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, damn. Well, wishes go out to um, Booker. There's been a lot of COVID-19 outbreaks in wrestling. You know, like Renee Young got it. And, um, got it. A lot of people got it. Rock and his family, we mentioned uh, before. So, man, what is it about wrestling and COVID-19? I guess it's one of the most active the sports. Number one, one of the few entertainment things happening uh, sports-wise and entertainment-wise. And uh, close proximity to other people. I don't know. But um, it'll be a while till we see the fans in the stands, Sean. Huh? How, how are you liking the, um, the Thunderdome and the, the screens? It's one million percent better than the performance center. Yeah. Yeah, having it in that small room that's like as big as your living room, like no. And and that's cool. It's cool NXT is still doing that. It just differentiates from Ron SmackDown a little bit. To have yeah. NXT still in the performance center with the the performance center talent surrounding the ring. You know, I thought that was yeah, kinda and, cool. And if you- if you talk to any of the talent, it's a major upgrade. I mean, you you feel like you're performing in front of a crowd. You're in an arena. It's a bigger deal. The mm-hmm. pyro is back. The lighting is back. All that's back. So it looks 100% back. And the controversy's back. Chris Benoit photos and KKK. Oh, the KKK photos. Yeah. And this is why... This is why I hate fans sometimes. Seriously, like, fans are fans are you assholes, give them dude. something and, right. and they do They'll something like, oh, I'm, I'm going to put a KKK guy right on my screen. Like, well, right. really? why would you do that? <laughs> Unbelievable. But it hasn't been any con- I think they're really monitoring closely now. They, they were letting things slip by initially, you know, I guess testing the kinks, you know, new technology. Now they're not well, letting, letting anything controversial uh, squeak by, you know? Oh, no, no. I mean, they'll cut you off real quick. And, and I believe if you sign up for it, uh, you can be fined or something if you violate the you know terms of agreement. So. Oh, yeah. really? So yeah. now that they did that, I haven't seen anything controversial pop up. Oh, no. It's literally supposed to be just your face, and that's it. Right, right. And, and these people got in there, and they're like, yeah, we're going to put all this stuff up there. I know. Even AEW signs is crazy. Speaking of AEW, uh, Matt Hardy, wow, he took a hell of a nasty bump uh, the All Out last Saturday, but he's going to be okay. 100% recovery, but dude fell in the fucking, from the scissor lift, which was supposed to be falling to a table, but instead of the table, he landed on concrete. Well, his, his body landed on the table, his head hit smack the concrete. Okay, there you go. Um, you know, that's a dangerous spot, dude dangerous wow. and people are angry because the match continued three minutes later right with an even bigger spot wow. they should have done what they did with ivar now as you know ivar is going to be out oh man he's got to have next surgery dude oh dude what a tough break man all he did was a dude. dive it was just a dive through the ropes dude. and i think he broke his like clavicle or something was it clavicle not neck okay if that's the case in the clavicle it says a significant injury, uh, not just a simple stinger is what I'm reading here. Yeah, so he's he's going to be out for a while, wow. which sucks because he's in a tag team. So now what do you do with his partner? You know, does his partner sit out? Does he continue? It's a mess. But 
I think it's the Usos. That's the same thing happened with the Usos, right? One of them is out on injury too, right? Yeah, he got injured in the uh, in the ladder match at WrestleMania. That's right. Yeah, these these Shock. poor wrestlers. I mean, you know, you feel like at at our age, just getting out of bed in the morning, and you're not <laughs> you're not even a wrestler. You know what I mean? You guys have these aches and pains for no damn reason. Imagine you know spending like most of your life like. Like, you know, getting slammed to the mat, getting, like, you know, thrown off outside the ring, you know. Like, I can't even imagine what would plague you the rest of your life, you know. I guess you see it, a lot of these old-time wrestlers that can barely move now. Like, you really just sacrifice your, you know, whole body for the sport. Well, you see a lot of guys, as they say, wrestle smarter now. Mm -hmm. And I know for a lot of people that's not cool. Uh, you want to be like the Young Bucks and fly all over the place and super kick and blah, blah, blah. But then right. you see Randy Orton, and Randy Orton will give you a side headlock for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he's a yeah. smarter guy now. He's like, dude, you want to fly around? You go ahead and do that. I'm going to stand right here. Because yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be on the show tomorrow. You may not be. Right. So. He'll still be getting paid, yeah. and he'll still have his um, health. Yeah, Al, think about it. Look at the Miz. Does the Miz dive off the top rope? He plays it safe. He plays it safe. And there you go. That's why he's, other than his teeth being knocked out, he has not had any serious injuries at all. Doesn't need to do that. If you're a good talker, you know, if you have other skills that you bring to the table, um, Daniel Bryan has changed his ring style. Knock on wood, he won't get injured again. And I was taking time off to be a dad. But I um, I miss the old days of like, you know, Mick. Foley getting thrown off the top of the um, steel cage, the hell 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 cell, and like I mean, that was exciting wrestling, but I mean it definitely comes with a a price. Yeah. If Shane McMahon was still wrestling, he would try that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, even Hogan, even Hogan, who like you know, I don't think Shane's done. Hogan never did those big bumps like that, but even him is he's practically you know like Uh. crippled, you know. Oh, because he said, "Dude, you think about it—the leg drop is." More popular as it was, All right? He said that that killed his hips. Oh yeah, I'm sure you're right now. Yeah, like and plus back then you're doing it like way more than wrestlers wrestle nowadays. Oh yeah, on the road. So that's all I have for for WWE and AEW stuff. But um, I know it's getting a little late. Should we kind of wrap things up uh, with some enter- a couple more entertainment things and call it a night. Sure. All right. Just give me the sign, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. When Chacha, I know you you, you do the, the classic on behalf, so throw it out when <laughs> you feel that we're ready to end. So, so we did talk about movies. Let's go into some television stuff. So Netflix, as you know, has been the place for many movies to move to because you know the lack of theaters being open. You know, one of the big movies is The Trial of Chicago Seven. Um, Chacha, I don't know if you know, but Mr. Carrie Anderson is one of the producers on that film. What? It's, really? Uh, yeah, he's one of uh like a uh, one of those angel investor producers. Um, Aaron he has, Sorkin. He has money. He has. Well, he finds money. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to Mr. Carrie. Because yeah, he uh, he didn't find money for a cell phone for all those years. Thank you. Take oh. pictures. So he I'm used, surprised. Mr. Carrie is so. I'll say it because we're friends. He was so cheap that he would have a disposable camera and will hold off on a smartphone for the longest time. He this is like this... six or seven years ago. Yes. It, wasn't like, it wasn't like 20 years ago. Like right. Us, like, like six right. Or seven. And he would take that disposable camera to the White House Correspondents um, Dinner 
and all the events and take and photos. Get A-list celebrities, um, pictures of A-list celebrities, and with then the, with a disposable camera. And wonder if they'll come out when he hasn't developed at at the Walmart, like right. two weeks later. <laughs> I was gonna say, where do you where can you get that developed at? I don't know. Like, I actually I found I found two old disposable cameras when I cleaned out my house during quarantine. Yes. Of course. And curious. I have no idea what's on there. I dropped them See? off at Walmart a couple of year, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I, have pick, I have to pick them up any day, but I oh, mean, good. they're ready now. They're ready. I don't, I don't know if they're from like my, um, you know, that they, they, they were my parents. Like when I moved, I don't know how old they are. And oh, I'm wow. afraid to see what's on there. I mean, oh. I hope, <laughs> I hope there's like no pictures of me being conceived or anything. I don't know. <laughs> like Disposable cameras. I'm not surprised it. you could even get them developed still, but they're like, yeah. Like remember before you used to drop them off? For like Walmart, and they'd have them done like in an hour. Now they ship them somewhere for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's probably like it's probably one location somewhere in the country that like oh we'll we'll still develop this old shit. And like, um, <laughs> I love they, give, it. Like, they give you a disc with it now, like a digital disc. Yeah. So you still have the digital copies of the. Well, that's good too. to know. But I'd, I, love, I'd yeah. love to find something like that too and get it developed. I yeah, we'll see what's cool. on there. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah. But this film that Mr. Carey's producing, the, the Trial of Chicago Seven. It's going to drop on Netflix on October 16th. It's got an all-star cast. Um, it's, it's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, who's a huge name, as you know. Um, but Sasha Baron Cohen's in it. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Michael Keaton. Wow. Frank Langella. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne. John Carroll Lynch. Mark Rylance. Man, and more and more. So that's a huge film for Netflix. Um, Adam Sand. Wait a minute, Al. That's you haven't Batman canceled Netflix. You haven't canceled Netflix yet. Oh, because of Cuties. Wow. So there was like a big backlash about the Cuties um, movie that won at Sundance, um, and it's very controversial because it had all those young girls, and they're literally girls. They're ten or eleven years old doing twerking yes. and. Very suggestive uh, dance moves, and uh, man, um, I, the director was quoted as saying that she wanted to show that this this is an issue in today's society that that young girls are acting like older women and teenagers and everything, but it kind of worked in the opposite way, and um, a lot of people are all up in arms. A lot of um, you know parents, a lot of the people in general. I mean, it's it's very cringy. It's very cringy. Right. I won't watch the movie, but I wanted to see what was so controversial. I watched a YouTube show explaining why why it's that case, and they had clips from the movie. I'm like, wow, I couldn't believe that they were having these 10, 11 year old girls yeah. slap butts yeah. and do provocative poses in short little shorts. Like, it yeah. I mean, it's definitely a um, you know a Jeffrey Epstein dream. Of course, but uh, are their um, fathers dead? These girls. Yeah, it's. I, mean, I can't imagine the father like letting that go on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Netflix. Uh, they they stand by the film, you know, because of its, you know, how it was received at Sundance. Because I guess when it premiered Sundance, they didn't receive that uh, the backlash it's getting now. You know, but um, that oh, will not that won't be on my queue though. That will not be on my queue. Have you watched it, Sean? No, I have not. <laughs> I think it's one of the shows that you don't want sitting in your queue. No, no, I, I saw the trailer and that was enough for me. Like it's right. Yeah, exactly. It's disturbing, so, disturbing. It's disturbing. 
I'd rather watch Adam Sandler on Netflix. He's got a um a Hubie Halloween movie coming up on Netflix. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, what do you think of that? You think that'd be a little more uh, certainly a little more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know with, with his um with the voices he does. I don't know. Like it's some of his voices get annoying for like an hour and a half or two hours. You know, I'm I'm ready for Adam to have his comeback in a movie. You know, obviously, you know, oh, we had was yeah. Uncut Jeff is well received. I thought but that was I, great. I want to see him in a good comedy again. You know. I don't know. I, mean, I saw the trailer. I don't know if this will be it. You know, like I um. I'll probably watch it because I love Halloween and like, you know, he went to some of the same spots like the, um, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, Witch Museum up in Salem. He goes there, which I yep. went to before. So I'll probably watch it just, you know, being Adam Sandler fan and loving Halloween. But I mean, I don't expect too much. So hopefully I'll be pre- pleasantly surprised. I'm, I can't wait for um, Netflix's Red Notice that just started production. Um, restarted because they had to close because of COVID. But that's Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson. Um, yeah, so... Um, this is a movie or a series? This is a movie. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think a rock and another series would be a little much. I can't imagine him doing an entire series. Well, shit. With all, the movies, with all the movies that he fucking does, I can't He'll, he'll, he'll do it. He, he, he doesn't sleep. Well, he did Ballers, which is a good point. But, I, yeah. I, yeah. That's over. yeah, that's over, right. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> and, he just, and he just bought a football franchise, so... Yeah. Yeah. He's a little yeah. busy. He's, a little he, busy. he's like the hardest working man in Hollywood. Cause he'll probably still do WrestleMania. Like he, he doesn't care. Well, of course, The Rock <laughs> couldn't shoot yet. Um, it was just uh, Ryan Reynolds who said, "Back to work on Red Notice. The COVID test is quick and easy. The doctor places the swab up your nose, just enough to tickle your childhood memories. Then it's over. No, <laughs> no matter what you say to him, he won't buy you dinner first. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is great, man. He's just great." That's the hell of a cast for that movie, though. Red, oh, dude, Red, Red Notice is huge. Gal Gadot, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it's just amazing, amazing. Netflix is not afraid to spend money. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, dude. Yeah, the How about these names for this western? Regina King, Zazie Beast, Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. And this is a, a Western called The Harder They Fall, also coming out on Netflix, um, as Idris Elba has a Netflix deal as well. It'll be wow. starring in movies. Yeah, uh, like, I, and the amount of power they have to make a show successful, like I, we were talking about Cobra Kai earlier, you know, and I spent like two years telling everybody, you got to watch Cobra Kai on YouTube, you got to watch it. And, it was, and you could sign up for a free month with any Gmail address that you had. It wasn't like a hard barrier to watch the show but nobody did it but then it comes on netflix and all i've been seeing for the past three weeks is like wow you guys see this new show cobra kai you know not knowing it's been out for two years right like it's just uh, amazing that the power they have to make a show successful just from just from you know their um you being know, on a big platform is yeah yeah what about this one they're doing a um a reboot of good times norman lear's no. classic on uh produced by seth mcfarland is all white on- people on Netflix, uh, ten episodes <laughs> straight to order. So it will be an animated take, animated take on. Oh, uh, yeah. So you know, that shitty animation. You just gotta like I don't shows. know what kind of animation. I, I like old school animation. Like like Family Guy is a good old school animation. Um, yeah. You know, but you're 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 alluding to like the um, 
the She-Ra. She-Ra, more, yeah. a, more anime. anime other influence. cats they did. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, Good Times was was great back in the day, but I can't... I don't yeah. know. It's like sometimes... Yeah, sometimes, Shady, you're right. So you see stuff to, like, stay um, in the past where it was. I mean, you can watch all the old episodes, you know, that you want, but, like... We don't need like a reboot or a reimagining or continuation of some stuff like. No. Yeah. Like if they're still, if they're still in the ghetto, like, damn, really? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. That's the thing. Like, you, th- you think it's gonna be like still in the '70s on his animation, <laughs> which, which I'd rather than than nowadays. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Okay, later. so. Um, the anime series will follow the Evans family as they navigate. The world and contemporary socialists. Contemporary. Oh, contemporary. That sucks. Just as the oh. original did years ago. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> you don't like the contemporary look at it, but uh yeah. what about this one, man? I know you're a fan <laughs> of stuff that Darren Starr has done, right? Yeah. You know, he's done Melrose Place, Not a Tunnel, um Sex in a City, Younger, and he is going to be doing a new series with my fate one of my newest favorite actresses chachi you probably know who this is lily collins phil collins daughter oh i love her so much she's beautiful she's so sweet got to interview her at tribeca last year just just sweet girl and she's got a new show called emily in paris it's a romantic comedy premieres in october the trailer is out on netflix so you haven't checked it out and if you're a fan of darren star's work like 902 and now and Melrose Place, he's been in the industry for a while, my God. Um, and then this is his newest show, Emily in Paris. So uh, well, definitely. She scored, she scored the um, role against all odds, right? Oh, I see. I get. Yeah. I got your joke there. Uh, the ooh, Phil ooh. Collins trivia, right? Take a look at her now. Oh, she's oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, she is oh, like, Isn't she beautiful? Like she must I, have... I love Lily Collins. Luckily, she took most of her looks from her mom, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> probably so yeah, you don't yeah. want a female looking phil collins yeah that's a good point very very good point <laughs> uh ryan murphy as you know he produces american heart story he's got a show on netflix called the prom um it was originally a broadway broadway musical in 2018 um uh, but yes that's going to be um a film adaptation um so that look for that on netflix as well um, we already mentioned the Mandalorian. I cannot wait for that on October 30th, which is amazing. Um, there's also Doogie Hauser um, reboot. See, see, here you go again. Doogie Kamaloha, MD. Is um, this really going to happen? A mixed race girl. Oh, thank God. The doctor in Hawaii. Thank God, Hawaii. Yep, Hawaii. That so. Her name is actually Doogie. Doogie Kamaloha. Oh, sweet God. Doogie. Oh, no. It was given a uh, green light for Disney Plus, so it's a new series to check out. Chacha, I know you're at least gonna watch one episode at least. No, I, I probably won't because first of all, uh, Dookie Hauser was a fluke, anyways. <laughs> that series, like, I mean, it it's not like a classic, but you know, it's something that people watch, you know, and yeah. it definitely was the launch pad for Neil Patrick Harris, you know, mm-hmm. playing the young doctor. But it doesn't need to be remade. I mean, nobody cares, and nobody needs another Doogie from Hawaii, and it, it's uh. It's, cring- it's a little cringy for you. 
well, I mean, why? I mean, what I don't get is the people who reboots are in right now. People are rebooting shit left and right now. But how often do they work? Hardly ever. I mean, Cobra Kai is a rare example because that's done right. Like nobody, the the people who are fans of Doogie Howser aren't going to be fans of this show, and the people, um, the young people nowadays who watch it don't know who the hell Doogie Howser is. So like, remaking the show does nothing by using the Doogie Howser name. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean. Especially since it sounds like he won't be in it, like the Neil Patrick Harris won't be in it. Like, um, so far he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't confirmed an appearance. Yeah, if they tied in the show where like he's like the dad. Of well, that's different, right? At least that makes sense, you know. And like, right. like he married, like he married, like he married a Hawaiian sister or something, you know. Ah, like, <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense, right? Well, Saved by the Bell. Luckily, they are adhering to the originals coming back. Right. And, right. Being so, I'll, I'll be tuning in, you and know. Punk, and the new Punky Brewster, you hear about that, Shady? Soleil what? Moon Fries coming back is going to be like her daughter, and it's going to. No, uh, that's not true, is it? It's true, yeah. It's going to be on the Peacock platform. Oh, the Peacock platform. <laughs> yeah, like, anybody who has services. What's that? There's too many streaming services now. Yep. Yeah, but anybody who had um. A series in the 70s or 80s, good luck. They're going to pick you up, you know. Look, that, little, that little robot girl from Small Wonder, she's going to be next. I could see that because <laughs> of how AI is going. You know, yeah, they I, actually, studied, I studied AI in grad school. That was one of my electives. Yeah, and actually, uh, I could see yeah. that happening. And that's actually a show that you could do nowadays. and at least it will work. I think it will better. work. That, that, yes, it will be better. If you did like a serious take on Small Wonder, you know, and like less of a comedy or, or if anything, a, a black comedy. Um, you, that you, you show was horrible better. back then. AI, well, exactly, because like the special effects, they spent that twelve dollars for the budget for special effects. In that oh show. God, yeah, they just had a plastic. And they only use and they only use half of that budget. Yeah. Like six dollars of that twelve dollar budget. Oh, it'd be amazing. I mean, yeah. look at look at the robot in the Umbrella Academy. Woo, that's right, yeah, right, that's exactly. technology, right? So you do the same a, thing now with Small Wonder, whew. and like um, that's a hot robot that mother on uh, Umbrella Academy, isn't she? I think the girl probably, it's a small wonder probably grew up to be hot, I bet. I don't know. We have to look at a recent photo and see. I looked um, recently. Now you're going to make me look it up. Yeah. I know. Somebody <laughs> look it up, but I'll throw it. Um, <laughs> HBO Max, there is a period comedy series from Taika Watiti. Big fan of Taika's work. Um, it's called Our Flag Means Death. Who's that, Taika Titties? Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. Yeah. Watiti. Do you have nice titties? <laughs> no, come on. You know Taika is. I don't. Uh, he, well, he directed Jojo Rabbit. He Thor: oh, Love and guy. Thunder. Yeah, Taika. Yeah, he's the um he was he was the voice of the the, the IG88 droid in Mandalorian. Oh, I so mean, he's, he's, not, he's like he's not like transgender or nothing. <sighs> Come on, man, that's inappropriate, man. Taika with titties. I don't know. Taika with titties. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good for him. Send all your hate mail to Chachi. Yes. Ike <laughs> is a great talent, Chachi. Good, definitely good. definitely throwing his name under the bus, that's for sure. But it's loosely based on the true adventures of Steed Bonnet, a pampered aristocrat who abandoned his life and priv- privilege to become a pirate. It's oh. so like a pirate comedy of sorts, you know. I, I think you saw Jojo Rabbit. Tyker, yeah, uh, yeah, that was he, a great movie. Yeah, that, he directed that. I mean, okay, he's good. like one of the biggest... Well, he's talented. High, Highest profile directors. You never heard of them before, Chuck? We, we know something's not from the 70s or 80s. I don't know about it. Oh, I see. Or actually, 80s and 90s, yeah. Okay. Um, HBO Max um, will be acquiring Doom Patrol for its third season. Um, 
that's exciting news. Doom Patrol, one of the more overlooked DC TV shows. Um, former BTV guest Diane Guerrero plays Crazy Jane on that show. It's definitely a show to, to tune in. Over on the CW, you're getting Superman and Lois on the CW. So this is the uh, first Superman series, I guess, since um, Smallville, right? An entire wow. series devoted to Superman. Um, he made some guest appearances on Supergirl, but now he's going to take over. And it, it, timeline-wise, it's right after Smallville ends. So oh, he's right. already Superman. It's a young Superman. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be on CW. Um, and Epics uh, has Pennyworth, which is the young Alfred Pennyworth uh, show. Uh, I haven't yet seen this uh, show, but they're going to reveal... Batman, Bruce Wayne, um, in the oven. So Martha Kane will be pregnant with Batman for yeah. the upcoming season. So something to look forward to. Yeah, I saw CBS is rebranding their platform next year. Yeah, yeah so Paramount Plus or something. They're going yeah. to Paramount Plus. Are they going to mer- merge with the existing Paramount network where Yellowstone is? I'm wondering if they're going to do that. Maybe. Because right, I'll be curious to see if they do that. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess that CBS, I mean, it could, you know, it, it makes, I think that's a good idea because when you think CBS, you still think network TV, and I think they should differentiate themselves if they want to be cutting edge, you know, because you're not going to see sex, blood, and violence on network TV. So if you have CBS All Access, you're not going to get a lot of the grittier stuff. Right. Um, if you still have CBS, you know, the name attached to it. So that, that you know, that was a good move, you know. I, mean, I, still, I still won't pay for it, but. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a show on Showtime that looks kind of funny. John C. Riley, Fred Armisen. Um, it's a comedy called Moonbase 8. It just dropped the trailer for that. It follows uh, them as astronauts. Both John C. Riley, Tim Heidecker, and Fred Armisen are playing astronauts as they attempt to qualify for their first lunar mission. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty crazy how all these... Um... TV series are getting these big name actors, you know, like, like, you know, back in the day, it was always like a um, step down if you were like a, a movie actor for you to go and do TV. But now it's like, you know, it's kind of like on the same level, you know, especially when they have, bu- they have budgets that are just as big or even bigger than, um, mm-hmm. you know, than film. All yep. the money's in TV right now. Yeah. I mean, you just sent me this today, Chachi. What about a big movie star? Coming to TV, which is it happens on Saturday Night Live, but Jim Carrey will be playing Joe Biden on the upcoming season of Saturday Night Live, which um, which will premiere on October 3rd, and they will be returning to um, the studio. He um, saw Alec Baldwin get that Emmy, and he wants one now. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I can't wait to see Trump and Biden all over Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fall. good. It's going to be good, but um, at least, at least you know, they're going to go back to the headquarters on 30 Rockefeller Plaza, you know, so we'll see what happens so there. Did get an get a um, Emmy for um, playing Trump on Saturday Night Live? Uh, yes, yes. Right. He won several uh, guest guest star um, Emmys because, right. you know, he wasn't a he wasn't a um, series regular on Saturday Night Live. He only just came in to play Trump. Yeah. But, I love his once Trump impression. They, I love it. Once they start giving out those Emmys for guest roles, you start to see a whole lot of people come through. Oh, yeah. Yep. But Jim Carrey won't win that for for making fun of Biden. 
It depends on how good of a job. Well, you, let's see how you know we haven't seen it. Liberal Hollywood, they're going to give him. I don't know. I mean, what do you, so um, Jason Sudeikis did Biden before. I thought his Biden was just okay. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Jim Jim will do a better job. I mean, how how sure do a better job, how yeah. bad was Fred Armisen's Obama? It was just so bad. Yeah, oh, Fred yeah. Did awful, right? Yeah, awful. He did not, it wasn't even he, close. Wasn't even close. <laughs> there could have been a, a, so many other actors. I'm sure would have done, done a better job of Obama. You know. Um, I know you're excited about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, Who? Well. Now, I know it's going to be rebooted as a drama series. We mentioned this on the show. But there, uh, there was actually an Airbnb um, that you could rent the iconic Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Mansion this fall for only 30 bucks a night. That's a fucking steal. Yeah. 30 bucks a night to stay at an Airbnb at the, at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Mansion? Yeah, but it, like, imagine how hard it's going to be to get that, um, Holy get that book. It's going to be almost impossible. Right. It's, it's really, Aren't they doing a reunion special or something? No, well, well what I was saying, they're going to reboot this, or not going to reboot it, but like redo the series as like a drama mm. in modern day. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that goes, man. And, and yeah, <clears throat> that house, that house, I've seen the house before. It's all like gated. I got a picture um, there. Oh, cool. It's like, it's like a, you know, really rich university area of, um, of LA and like you know, you know huge gate around the whole house you, you can't get anywhere near the near the house but now you can actually rent a room through Which I think it's just a promotion for the upcoming um series because um the drama well, series like, Bel Air not Fresh Prince of Bel Air but just simply Bel Air So is this called Bel Air? Yep. <clears throat> okay, well I'm, I mean I, <clears throat> See I don't like so works. much when they change the name of it. Yeah. You know, and and if they're changing the name of the characters or whatever, like I don't mind that so much. But if it's going to be like, like Will or whatever, like I think that would be stupid because you're not right. going to do better than the original. So it's like, right. it, it, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. So Chris Evans, as you know, he was America's ass in the Avengers. <laughs> now what is that? Now, now he's called America's yeah. dick. Have you heard about <laughs> this guys? Apparently, he accidentally posted his dick. Which was uncircumcised um, last <laughs> weekend, and now he's saying he's trying tip. to switch the uh, spin it. Thanks for the tip. Now, yeah, exactly. Thanks yeah. for the tip. Yeah. Now that I have your attention, vote November third <laughs> is what he said. Um, something happened this weekend that's called turning a frown upside down. It was an interesting weekend, full of lessons learned, a lot of teachable moments. Things happen and it's embarrassing. You have to roll with the punches. So this one's on him. This wasn't um a leak, you know, like we saw Jennifer Lawrence's nudes, you know, from, oh. <laughs> from a couple so years. Took, it's like he took a screenshot of I don't know his menu or whatever. Or, it was, you know, it was like a it, he, he did like a screen record of a of a of a video right. and posted that. But in the screen record, he recorded the video from his um, camera roll. So when the video ended that he played, it showed his camera roll. And like on his <laughs> camera roll, there was like other pictures. <laughs> Including America's Dick. That's what, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure women and gays love that moment. But uh, no, uh, did you see how many people like rushed to defend him? Like oh, yeah. leave him alone. He made a mistake. Don't. Well, I mean, like it was like crazy. Like, well, fans, fans were posting other pictures of of him 
like 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 nice pictures from over the years to try to drown out anybody posting in the um the sex pics. Oh wow! Like, yeah, his supporters. His supporters are like Beyonce supporters. <laughs> yeah, well not that <laughs> bad, <but> almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's wrap up here, guys. Uh, Adam Brody and Leighton Meester um, welcomed their second child. So the OC and Gossip Girl had a baby, um, oh. second baby. And then we've had some sad celebrity passings, so let's just throw them out. Diana Rigg, best known as Lady Oleana Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Um, also, Emma Peel in the 60s TV series The Avengers died following a battle with cancer at the age of 82. I'm so sad to hear about Diana's past. They call her Dane Diana Riggs. She's so Damn. respected in the UK. Um, rest in peace, um, Lady Oleani Tyrell, whose character uh, died in Game of Thrones. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, there's a really cool um, interview uh, talking about the unaired pilot of Game of Thrones, um, where they had a different actress playing Daenerys. Oh, my they God, also- really? Yeah, they also mentioned – oh, so bad. They said that they're so glad they redid it. They also also mentioned the sex scene between Drogo and Daenerys. They, um, there was a horse watching. The horse was turned on, and it had an erection. Oh, God. Yeah, the horse on the Game of Thrones had an erection from Daenerys and Drogo having sex. <laughs> so that's something we're checking out. Um, well, can you see this episode? It's not – they don't want to release it yet. Oh, okay. They, they they said it's so bad it's embarrassing. They're but then released. again, so so was the you know, some of the episodes of season uh, the season finale, right? <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, it can't be, can be worse than the finale episode, right? Yeah, I know. Other um, rest in pieces includes Ashina Shay, Japanese actress known for TV dramas, died due to suicide. Oh. Another Asian actor and entrepreneur, Taiwanese singer Alien Huang. Um, his body was found dead um, at his apartment in Taipei. And Korean actress Oi In Hai died of cardiac arrest uh, at the age of 36. Wow, three prominent names in Asian entertainment. Yeah, passed the, away. it definitely happens in three, right? Right, yeah, I guess so. Jackass 3D star Stevie Lee. He was a little, little guy. Not Wee Man. But Puppet the Psycho Dwarf, who's also a wrestler, died at the age of 54. Bill Gates' father, William Gates II, a lawyer and philanthropist, died at the age of 94. Wow. I didn't know his dad was still alive. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Scott Ellis, featured on Discovery Street Outlaws. Imagine being his dad and like this senior son become, like for decades, the richest man on Earth. Yeah, I mean... They had a, um, you know, upper class upbringing, yeah. but they didn't have millions and millions of dollars. So for him to be this technology entrepreneur, billions and billions, yeah. billions, right, billions, billions. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. So hats off. He's not, even, he's not even the richest man anymore. It's it's um it's uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Sir Amazon. Um, one of the founding members of Cool in the Gang. Um, he could have been richer. He gave Mrs. Money away. Bill Gates. He's he's too much a philanthropist. Or Bezos yeah. keeps his money, I think. You know, he had that prenup set with uh, his wife. So, oh, yeah. you um, imagine giving away thirty billion dollars and you're still right? the richest man in the world. Seriously, <laughs> right? Right? Isn't that crazy, dude? Oh, 
Uh. Uh, cool in the Gang, um, singer, songwriter, saxophonist, uh, Ronald Kalos Bell, had passed away at the age of 68. Cause of death was not disclosed. Damn. Like, I, I remember being in Ocean City one time at the Hurricane Nightclub, mm-hmm. and, and Cool and the Gang popped in for a surprise performance and, and just played like um, you know, a whole set. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like back in like back in the day. I think we find a cool surprise performances. Do you remember Al, what was the thing that uh we went to or uh, it was like an after party or something and we stumbled oh, onto yeah, the yeah. secret Jay-Z show? That is amazing. Was that this? was the Everything's Wonderful uh independent film that myself and Eric the Rookie Monster worked on. Yeah. Um of course um you know, Brigetta Tomarchio, Mr. Tyre's daughters in it as well. It was the after party for that movie screening. And then it, it was a trust nightclub. And I believe oh. on the bottom floor of the, or, you know, there was a Jay-Z, uh, was it Jay-Z? It was surprise, yeah. Yes, it was the, the surprise, surprise Jay-Z concert that right. nobody knew where it was. So I'm we like, got, had look at that. We had like a two twofer, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. So you guys crashed it? Yes, we did. Yeah. At least I. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was, it was the, part, the party was continuing, man. We weren't gonna go home after, you know, after our party ended. You know, I remember hearing the music. I was like, man, that DJ is really good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then was like, oh, it's not a DJ. Okay. Uh, Toots Hibbert, one of Reggae's founders, most beloved star. I'm not familiar with this guy. He passed away at the age of seventy-seven. Um, apparently it was revealed that he was awaiting results from COVID-19 after showing symptoms. So, oh, damn. yeah, oh. that's, that sucks. And last but not least, uh, Christopher Scott Ellis who was featured in discovery street outlaws, who was a mechanic on that show died at the age of 39. Um, cause of death suspected heroin overdose. Damn. Very, very sad. So, and of course, uh, we always close out with birthdays today. Selling our birthday today on September 16th. Ed Begley Jr., 71 today. Mickey Rourke from The Wrestler. Sean, you work with Mickey Rourke, didn't you? Yeah. I did. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is a class act, dude. Chunk Shady's Cla- co star. I got, I got nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, my co star, right? Yeah. Yes, 68. I'm today. on the cutting room floor, but that's okay. Wish him a happy <laughs> birthday, 68 today. <laughs> <laughs> Magician David Copperfield and rumored multi-time visitor on Epstein Island uh, is 64. <laughs> uh, uh, I know, right? Jennifer Tilly is 62. Singer Richard Marks. Remember him? <laughs> Classic alive. song. I know. He's 57. Right here waiting for you. Right here waiting for you. <laughs> Molly Shannon is um, 56. Mark Anthony is 52. Amy Poehler, what a joy to work with Amy Poehler. I worked with her on Parks and Rec. Um, great scene. We had a little, nice little diner scene with um, with um, Madeline. What's her name? Uh, the the um, Speaker of the House. Oh shit, Madeline Albright. Yeah, was also in our scene as well. So that was a really really cool. Um. Florida, 41. Alexis Bledel is 39. He's only 41? He's only 41. Damn. Can you believe it? My Amazon just got activated. Alexa, stop. Yeah. 
Dude, Alexa's listening to you. What did I, said you say? I said Alexis Bladell. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gilmore Gores is 39. <laughs> Sabrina Bryan from Cheetah Girls is 36. Madeline Zima is 35. Madeline's gorgeous. Um, and Bailey DeYoung from Marvel's Mrs. Maisel is 31. And Nick Jonas is 28. It's birthday mm. today on the 20th anniversary September 16th, and I believe it was around this time, September, when we uh, started um, BTB in September. It was right after my birthday. Corey gotta, asked me, how, do you like, how, do you, how would you like to co-host a wrestling show with me? And there it is, guys. Wow. BTB 20. That's it. That's amazing. I mean, it, it amazing. flew by so quick, but I mean, how many awesome things that we've done over the years because of, the, of this show. Lots of fun events, red carpets. Yeah. Sean, you got a career from MCW from it. Yeah, your dream like your dream job. Yeah, right? A couple of little pay-per-views here and there. Yeah, I did okay. And of you course... Uh, like, was it Leprechaun? Yes! Elwood, oh, what was your gimmick? Elwood Green? Oh my god, my I god. love that! That's amazing! It's <laughs> a great gimmick. You know, he, I love he died it. a long time ago. He's... Dead and buried. Yeah. Of course, uh, the White House <laughs> Correspondence Dinner. White, yes. White House Correspondence Dinner was one of the highlights of being, being in yeah, all kind of parties event. there. Um, just Comic Cons, lots of Comic Cons. We hope they all come back. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, just was, interviewing. I mean, how many people over the years have you interviewed? Like people that you grew up watching, you know, people in the industry that you know. No, I know. You admire, you know, that you never thought that you would have the chance to ever interview or talk to. Yep. Twenty years worth of interviews. Holy smokes, guys! It's amazing. So I think this is a good time to end tonight's uh, twentieth. On behalf, both show. On behalf, exactly. So um, we're celebrating two more weeks of anniversary shows, Chachi. Right? At least, yeah. Uh, Next. Does that uh, mean I have to do two more weeks of these shows? Well, we're rotating the old schoolers. You're always welcome. Oh, so I don't get to come on anymore? You know what you, no, like, like, now that I've you can do talking. Skype, we want you on a lot more often. More often, yeah. Because I think okay. next week we're going to have the Resident Rockstar Flex, Kelly Campbell, and the General. The week after, I I think Sabrina Koki and Kelly Bell. I think that's who we've had uh, penciled in. But we'll, we'll make those confirmations, Sean. And if you are available, if somebody has to cancel, then... Uh, Let's have you back, but then of course we'll have stand to. By. You'll you'll be on. This, yeah. this is the this is the big show. This is this is the first. No, I know. Yes, right. we this had you. This was the core BTB group. I think I, I think this is the yeah. quintessential BTB um, group that we had. And we're like the, probably, we're like we're like the good version of the four horsemen. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's been many versions, you know, that have been good over the years, but not right. as good as this yeah. version of the horsemen. So yes. conspicuous by his absence was the rookie monster who left the building. I think Sharon um, got. Um, he actually, yeah, he just said he had to go. Uh, okay. I wanted to stick around till the end of Fair Play so we could say goodbye, but he he, he just slipped through. So he thank you early, and he was falling asleep during the show, I think. Anyways, thank you, rookie monster, for joining us. Um, he, he aged forty years in this twenty years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't remember anything. We no, he remembered nothing. Yeah. Like, like I guess all that. Um, 
partaking at the 311 concerts. Um, <laughs> allegedly. 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 Uh, allegedly. Yeah. that. Thanks, of course, to Johnny Fairplay, the guy that got me started in internet radio when it was called before podcasts. Yeah, he was um, with the Johnny Fairplay show. And he's still doing it. Wow. And he's still doing his own show, Survivor, Not Safe for Work, yeah. and a lot of other shows, too. So congrats to Fairplay on all success and for just being a great part of Below the Belt show over the years. Ariel Teal Piper, guys, the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer and legend Roddy Piper. Uh, Ariel uh, was amazing. So happy that she could be a part of Below the Belt shows. Um, and she looks fantastic. Wonderful smile. My God. She's a beautiful girl. So yeah, uh, I, I, I look forward to seeing her when she I makes see her big things for debut. her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wouldn't say her AEW Battle Royal would be a good premiere. Like, Star. I mean, that was technically her first match, yeah. her first big match, but uh, we're going to see it hopefully a lot more. I think she's still. Yeah, I see, I see events calling sooner or later. Yeah. Yep. And of course, the re- remaining three on tonight's panel the one and only, that's right, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. And, you know, besides you, I think I'm the, um, I'm, I'm definitely the second, um, you know, second number of, of highest number of shows. That uh, that would probably be the case. Chastity it's got to be. It's got to uh, be. But uh, you know, I can't believe it's been 20 years. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, well, it's <laughs> been like 19 years for me, 20 for you. So I'm still like I'm still a baby here. <laughs> but yeah, it's like so many great interviews, so many laughs over the years, and like I mean, ha- as great as the interviews have been, like some of my favorite moments and memories have been just like talking sitting here goofing around with yeah. you guys, you know, talking. Talking whether it was wrestling news or like reality um, TV news, yep. or, or spinning you know, the wheel, spinning the yes, spinning the wheel, <laughs> like. Spin <laughs> <laughs> it, baby. Well, I'm an actor. I gotta play yeah. all those roles. I'm right. okay with it. I'm okay with it. So many good moments. Here I will own up. I will own up to that wheel. Thank you. So, <laughs> so I'm happy. Um, I'm happy. BTB is still going on after all these years, and like yeah. you know, it's a lot of fun, man. I feel like yeah. I. It wouldn't be without me being here and definitely without this other guy here, the host of the show, um, Al Soto, who has put together the news for every show, who has um, hosted every show, got the guests for, you know, most of the guests that you've seen over the years, you know. And the edits. If you think of the amount of of trees he's killed with all that paper he prints for every show. No more. No more. Oh, it's all digital no, now. All digital now. What? No more paper? Long? I yeah. believe it. A tablet is the best thing, man. You won't see the big stack of papers for a while. Yeah. It's worked well. It's worked well. Yeah. Don't really need the big papers anymore. And of course, the one and only Mr. Wrestling himself, the voice of MCW, Sean Cradle, a.k.a. Chuck Shady. Oh, man. What can I Party. say about this yeah. show, man? Party think, words. Think Party about words. it. Dude, we, we were in our 20s when we were babies, when I babies. this thing. We, you know, we, were, we were in our like we were we were five years old. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I can't thank you guys enough and what it's given me. Um a platform I never thought I would be a part of. Uh, considering where I'm working now, you know, and uh you know, working you know, you you always say, you know, don't ever meet your idols. Well I got to meet mine and now I'm working for them. So you know, listen, man, it, it it all started here, you know, started here and look what it led to. So 
true. And after, after all these years, like, you know, look at us. Now we're all model, all married to supermodels. We're all, like, multimillionaires. Uh-huh. So, five, like, kid, five kids. Five kids. Like, the show's turned yeah, out great right. for all of us. We're like the new social network movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we, we, definitely, we definitely pioneered this whole um, internet radio podcast um, industry. And we had a lot of imitators over the years. But um, and yeah, we have to go with the times. Off. The show had to evolve both content-wise and technology-wise. Obviously, you know, hosting um, our shows from directly on a website had limitations from browsing and listening. Now we have a you know on all these different platforms, yeah. Spotify, iTunes. This goes for our listening audience. Please go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, Google is, is Google Play still around? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course, SoundCloud.com and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Basically, any platform you have, we're on there now. Um, I've been working hard over the years to make sure that the show keeps current. Absolutely. Oh, and YouTube, Below the Belt Show. um, Our shows, now that we're doing this new format, we're uh, putting some interviews on our YouTube page. So that's a great thing. Go to BelowTheBeltShow.com, where it's been for the last 20 years, this website. Right. This URL, go to there and like you can see all this totally stuff. Right. You can't see the honeys anymore, unfortunately, on the website, but you can see all the great um, content. And I don't know, like looking through some of those old videos last night, I was going through a lot of the old um, videotapes from the camcorders, and I was filming a lot of the honeys in the <laughs> old studio. Yeah. On a yeah. production studio, and I, I don't think I can post most of those videos. <laughs> but you can, of you can nudity. Dropbox them. You can Dropbox them. I can do that. I can do that. Okay, you got to start you. like one of those, what is it, OnlyFans or something? Yeah. Where, like, only, gotta pay for it. The OnlyFans below the belt show. Uh, there you go. That, there you go. There's an idea, right? <laughs> a subscription. There you go. Right. Yeah, wow, we've been going see, a long time, you guys. You so. chunky, so don't <laughs> plan on that. <laughs> so uh, I think it's a good time to close out tonight's show. So I'd like to end with um, a closing cut. Um, uh, a cool cut to end the show. You're gonna do a shady's cold cut. Um, uh, we'll do it next some, time. All right, all right. Just, just something kind of that encompass the show. Um, over the years, and I thought of the classic cut guys. Um, you know, you guys make fun of me for being a Twilight fan. I, I, I get it. Oh, we do. Oh, it. trust me, we do. We so, do. um, yeah, most guys were dragged there, kicking and screaming. And Al dragged his dates there, and the dates were kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, and then you know, he's a new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. But there was a song from the movie, which is one of the wedding song movies. It was by Christina Perry, "A Thousand Years," hmm. and it's a really, it's a, it's a nice song. It's a really good song, and and it really feels like a thousand years here on VTV. So yeah, well, we get nine hundred and eighty more to go. <laughs> so here we go. A thousand years, the cool cut to end tonight's Blow the Belt show, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Till then, peace. Peace.
Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.